gotta tell you i got a, i got a secret new weapon the the mic is closer to my face this time and i got a makeshift mic stand in the form of the top of uh a, an additional uh, hydro flask i have sitting here yeah so hopefully that makes it sound even more clear mine's still sitting on a box so sick yeah i mean hey whatever gets it done right <laughs> all right yeah fuck it. take two greetings and thanks again for listening to this wherever you're listening to this whenever you're listening to this it's the metalist podcast I'm David. And I am the album of the year. It's that time of year again. We did our halfway report, you know, earlier in the summer. And to think of how much has happened since then, dude, like, this was wild. This was a hell of a year. Like, I had trouble whittling it down to 10 for a long time. Uh, So, I, first things first, I would just like to say, this is all because of fucking 2020. Mm Mm-hmm. Because of what happened in 2020, there was bands that were, all they had to do was write shit. So everybody was putting out shit this year, like tons of bands. There was one band called Cosmophobe. It's a one guy fucking tech death instrumental band. He put out five albums this year, full length albums. Granted, I mean, it's just him, but whatever. And um, there's another band that put out two. um, I will mention in just a second. So I want to shout out some Twitter folks. For helping me out with this year. This is the most music I've ever fucking listened to in a long time. I, I mean, and, and different kinds of music that I've that I've listened to in a long time. My Spotify said I listened to nineteen hundred and eighty-two different artists. That's pretty good. Across something like sixty something genres. Granted, most of those are metal genres, subgenres, shit like that, but whatever. The whole reason this was I was able to do this was staying like keeping up with all the shit, right? Like K-Man Riffs. So K-Man Riffs on Twitter. Uh, Kempires. He always changes his, his name. I believe his name is James something, but Kempires, like chemical. And then Pyres, like a funeral pyre with a Y. Kempires. You also got the boys at Bangers and Mosh. Specifically, Dash Shall Perish. Uh, man, that dude knows all the good shit. Uh, especially if you're into death metal, black metal, thrash, like that sort of thing. Um, there's a couple other guys. Um, death metal radio, mm-hmm. who's always throwing out new shit. There's also Greg Canelty, who I did not realize for a long time writes for Metal Injection. Yeah, that's why I had him follow us in, in the beginning. Um, no. Good dude. I mean, those are the main ones. And then the cool thing is, like, K-Man, I mean, not only does it put up a huge wall, like, he leads up to it with, like, album art, you know, brief description on Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday. He's leading up to Friday. He has a full force Friday. Huge collage of all the fucking, like, the main albums that came out. Most, I mean, we're talking metal here. Um, and Stoner Rock, Stoner Doom, like, that sort of thing. And the dude also takes, like, the first three comments and fills, like, just full tags them with people. So 
if you want to get involved with what's lovingly known as metal Twitter, follow that guy and just start following all those people in his fucking tags, dude. You know, I mean, because, like, it's outstanding, dude. I mean, I feel like everybody needs to chip in and buy this motherfucker at Hickory Farms something or other. But, I mean, that guy for sure. Campires, like, you watch that dude's fucking end of the year list. It's the most comprehensive thing I've ever seen. I don't think he's a journalist. I think he's just some dude who loves music. Another one would be uh, the most metal heart surgeon. I don't know his Twitter handle. I mean, always throwing out fucking good shit to listen to, man. Like, so... You know, we've got like a nice little fucking community there of people that are really like, like you said, tastemakers. I mean, they're actively telling you stuff to check out, mm-hmm. you know, like um, that's just that's just how the whole year has been. It's it's just been fucking crazy because it just seems like every fucking Friday, you know, it's like you might be you might be thinking like, oh, yeah, like I saw some on Instagram or oh, like a buddy said something. So you're waiting for this one album and then you you get to Friday and you see everything that came out on that Friday and you're just like, Jesus Christ. And I mean, there were some Fridays that were just like even more insane than others. And it's just, it it was just a fucking crazy year. And I honestly would not be surprised if next year is a bit of the same. I mean, already was it January 14th? I think a new shadow of intent and new, (gasps) I already forgot what it was. There's like three albums for like January 14th. I can't remember what it was. So we're already going to be starting off like huge. Oh yeah. You know, not for sure. There's, it's just, I'm, I'm arguably even more excited for next year. I feel like we're going to get, I already know some things that are in the works. I know some things that are in the works for 2023 and they're all, you know, they're waiting on cycles to see where cycles are going to end up. Um, I, I'm, yeah, man, like for everything that happened this year, I'm even more excited for the future at this point. Oh, yeah. So full disclosure, I do. I'm coming off of a cold, so I don't know if you'll be able to hear it or not or tell. But if you can, yes, I do have a cold. Yep, same. It's the most wonderful no, time of the it year. it is not COVID. Yep. I'm a fucking loophole you right now. Let's just get this out of the way right now. I'm loophole. I'm loopholing because my favorite album of the year... Spotify says otherwise, but that's because I was listening to other albums of theirs. But my favorite album of the year technically is not a metal album. So I get to loophole it by saying, and that way I get 11 in. But my number one album, and my probably my most listened to, or if not close, because actually my number one is my most listened to. I've definitely listened to it a lot like more later in the year. But easily, my number one is King Buffalo, The Burden of Restlessness. Fucking amazing fucking album, dude. Like, if you haven't heard these guys, check them out. They also dropped an album, like, a a couple weeks ago. So what I'm assuming is they had The Burden of Restlessness already done recorded last year with a release date of this year, and then we're already writing, like, that whole time. They did do a small tour, um, I think, this year, recently. But they dropped another album. I'm trying to look up the name right now. I can't remember what the fuck it's called. Acheron or something like that. Um, or is it Archeron? Yeah, something like okay. that. Uh, let's see what the name of this album is. The album is Acheron. So that's that's why that's what I think happened as far as 
why there was two this year. They were probably finished with the burden of restlessness. I mean, but dude, the fucking cover art is fucking outstanding. You got songs like Habitation and Burning. You got uh, Locusts has one of the coolest sounding guitars in a guitar solo. Just We always talk about like Deftones, like that ethereal sound and that real soaring kind of reverberate, reverberated sound. It, I mean, it just, it, it, it flies through the sky like, like fucking crazy. And it's, it's fucking groovy. It's stoner rock, psychedelic stoner rock without, I mean, they got keyboards and everything. I mean, but it's not that fuzz sound, that, that muffled fuzz sound. This shit is crystal fucking clear, you know? And I mean, they do have distortion, but technically it's not a metal album. So I'm, uh, I'm, uh massaging the rules a little bit here <laughs> i mean so so the stoner tag will work for me anyways you know there's there's all sorts of different types of metal there's like metal metal obviously but you know and then there's metal adjacent oh right right yeah so, so i mean but that good. that fucking i mean and i literally the whole reason i listened to it was because well because of that band king parrot so i i like king parrot they're a little more like grindy a little more ugly right but i i saw king buffalo but i saw the artwork and I was like, man, I got to check this out, mm-hmm. you know? So I listened to, I think, Burning. I think I listened to the first song, and I was just like, man, this is pretty fucking cool. I like it. The guy doesn't sing high. Um, he doesn't sing, very like, super low. He's that real mid-range that mid where it's like, you don't hear that a lot nowadays, man. I mean, or you don't hear it a lot where it sounds interesting, I guess, to me. Right. Um, also, I will preface this with these are our top ten favorite albums of the year anybody giving you anything otherwise is full of shit and they're trying to be self-important there is no best it is only best to you which means that is your favorite now some people will go ahead like "Ah, a little bit like what i did last year i a couple of the albums of well a few of the albums i put on my list last year were albums that i legitimately like they maybe they weren't like my favorite listens but i thought that was the best shit put out last year Right, this year completely fucking opposite. This is my favorite shit. The shit I've listened to the most. You will see it in my fucking list. People are gonna be scratching their heads like, "What the fuck? How is this his fucking album of the year?" But I don't give a fuck. It's my list. Fuck you. I've been seeing a lot of my stuff in people's like top forties and shit. <laughs> you know, in in like the thirty to twenty range. You know. Um, hmm. What was your year like as far as like music in general? Because mine was kind of weird. I, I started off the year heavy into synthwave. So essentially listening to a new thing made out of old sounds. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. And right about midway through the year, I ended up shifting gears into more OSDM. I'll explain why in an OSDM episode that we will be recording soon. But, I mean, again, it's a new thing made with, you know, to sound a little bit older. So I kind of thought that was kind of a strange year uh, as far as, and I mean, that's, I mean, we're talking like, you know, the majority of stuff uh, that I was listening to. I also think this is probably the first year in a long time that I did not play on purpose on my phone one rap song at all. Mm. That's weird. That's a new... For me, it's weird for me. Yeah. Um, how about you? I don't know that there was any particular pattern that could be picked out. 
You know, what's funny is for years, I my number one artist was always Massive Attack because I just love listening to Massive Attack in general, and I don't think I listened to them once this year. And that, you know what's funny, too, is I always meant to get in, more into trip-hop, and I don't really like, you know, some of it's cool, but a lot of it I don't like as much as Massive Attack, and it's further to your thing about Synthwave. I always mean to dive more into Synthwave. It's just in the world we've chosen to articulate it on. There's so much going on right now. It's hard. I'm the same way with Stoner and Doom. Yeah. It's like I'll hear a couple bands that I like, and I'm like, I want more of this, and then you just never find it, you know, or... But especially in those oh, worlds, dude, weird. they're, you know, talking about the metal genres and the subgenres. Like, that is kind of a world unto itself at times, you know, where it's like the Very- the path of old Sabbath, whereas everything went Judas Priest and onward, you know what I mean? Like, that really is right. a world unto its own, and like, it's it's endless. It's crazy how much, it's crazy how much there can be of some things and not others, you know what I mean? If I had to pick down a favorite sound I have, it's that very small niche, particular style of melodic metalcore pioneered by Strongarm and Shai Halud, all the way up to you got counterparts now and everything in between. And there's not a lot to choose from. You know, you could count all those bands almost on That's true. two hands. Whereas, yeah, you talk about Stoner, Doom, Sludge, you know, it's all under that whole umbrella kind of interchangeable thing, all coming from early Sabbath. There's so much of it, dude. Even in death metal and black metal, let alone extreme metal as a whole, like, like, dude, there's... You could go so many directions, and I try to recommend more stuff to certain people, and I kind of really kind of know what they're looking for, even if they don't know what it is, because I could lead them down so many paths. And, you know, instrumental metal's a world unto itself. And that's kind of where I'm at nowadays. You talk about, like, you've really found a groove with, like, osdm right now you know and like that's definitely something i've been leaning into a lot too but like i i'm same as i always have been for the most part is i pick a little bit of everything you know what i mean if it's something that gravitates to me you know it might not be a stylistic thing it might just be the way that some of these bands are doing something there's so much hardcore that came out this year this was another big year for hardcore it's the hardcores are arguably the biggest it's ever been right now and I only got to so much of it just because there is so much and there's so much else going on, you know, like, so oh, my yeah. list everything's, is, everything's vying for your time. Yeah, man. And so my list is all over the place stylistically, but like the quality's there, you know, that's, that's the biggest takeaway more than anything else. Uh, right. And that's the only real consistency I have, you know, and the other thing is, and I think we might've touched upon this on the last time when we did the. 2021 in progress report kind of thing was my album of the year changed a few times and it's changed even more since like my top five all were album of the year at one point until something else came along you know what i mean so (laughs) dude my my fucking list I, i i had mine fairly set not throughout the year i i i purposely did not um you know Anybody listen, Anybody from Metal Twitter listening knows who I'm talking about, but there's this particular guy. <laughs> I mean, he listens to 30 seconds of a fucking song, and he's like, fucking, you know, this is fucking album of the year. And there's a lot of those people on Twitter, you know, oh, this is fucking album of the year, and they're calling this shit out in, like, you know, April or whatever. Um, and you know what? I, I, I hope it holds true for him, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I just kind of like had this rolling list of like, well, I, I just basically what I did is I had a rolling playlist of stuff that I was throwing in there. Things that I thought would probably, 
it was most of the stuff that's like, okay, I mean, I listen to this. Yeah, I don't really need to listen to that again. I'm gonna. This is stuff I am gonna listen to again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I ended off with. I'm looking at it right now, man. I mean, it's like 1,700 songs. But I mean, my list when I first decided, all right, I'm sitting down and making, you know, what what would be my top ten? The entire fucking list, with the exception of two albums, completely fucking changed. Hmm. Almost everything came off that list. Interesting. One thing I would like to get into first is what were your biggest disappointments of the year, if if there were any? Hmm. I wouldn't call it a disappointment. Like, I, I might need more time with it. Um, the new Devin Townsend is batshit insane, even by his standards. But I think I need... Again, it came out at the end of the year, and he'd been talking about it endlessly. Um on Twitter and in his streams and stuff. And so like, maybe I had something and it's not something that I was like, particularly like super focused on either. It's just kind of peripherally. I heard, Oh, that sounds like it'll be interesting. And then when I heard it, it's, it's just sounded insane. And, and I don't know if it's a counterpart to something else. Cause he's always working on something, but like this was, I was just like, right. Whoa. So, and I immediately off the top of my head, I was like, well, at least I know it's not going to, you know, vie for a spot on the list. And you got to put whatever he does on a bit of a, a spectrum too. You know what I mean? There's a learning curve with some of that stuff. Um, but not a disappointment. Now I, I, I wouldn't say I was really disappointed with anything. I don't think that, I, you know, that comes to mind. And if it did, maybe it just wasn't a big enough deal that I'm not thinking about it right now. I would say I got, I got two that were fairly big disappointments. One of them being uh, Gojira. Fortitude. Oh, I, okay. Yeah. That, so I recently said on, I believe, Instagram with a friend of ours and uh, talking to some friends, I think it's the worst album they've put out since the first one. Mm-hmm. But I think that speaks more about their back catalog and less about Fortitude. Exactly. Yeah. It's a good album. It's, it's just in comparison to their back catalog, it's just... There's no way. Yeah. And I think, see, and it's so weird because, I mean, I didn't see like, oh, fuck, like a ton of fucking hype over Gojira. I mean, maybe I just don't follow those people on Twitter. I mean, the most, a lot of the people I follow, we follow on Twitter, uh, you know, and that I see a lot and I interact with a lot are more like underground yeah. uh, music. So they're, they're. They're not really talking about Gojira because, I mean, everybody knows that. Well, I mean, especially for this one, it was like, oh, well, everybody knows it's going to be good. Exactly, yeah. You know, we don't need to talk about it. And and so it, was, it wasn't like there was a bunch of hype, a bunch of buildup. It was just like the, the second I heard it was coming out, I was like, oh, shit. You know, like, fuck yeah. Like, and I was immediately hyped about it. And it came out and it was just very underwhelming. It, you know, it's, I don't know. I, I don't have i mean like i said i mean i listen to it i I still listen to it you know i just think it's probably their their worst album least great Um, even is how i'd put it you know what i mean again you're when you're talking about you're talking about a very relative thing in the relation to everything else that that's out there it still smokes so much other stuff it's just that at the same time i found myself listening to lots of other stuff that grabbed my attention that was the thing dude even leading up to when another world first came out uh, and then every, you know, all the other singles leading up to it, there was a lot of hype. Amazonia, 
Um, I remember seeing a lot of the hype for Amazonia. I, I, when Another World came out, I didn't even know they fucking... Like, I didn't even know that was there until Amazonia came out. Interesting. And I was like, oh, shit. So then that that was a big thing. It was just like like I said, it's, it's more about their back catalog, less about this being a poor album. Yeah. It, it's not a poor album yeah. by any fucking means. It's a good album. So any Gojira fans don't, you know, well, freak out if you want. I don't give a fuck, but... Mm-hmm. You know, too bad. Um, yeah. Made number 12 big... on the billboard, dude. So good on him. Yeah. That's like good. On, high tide raises all ships, right? So. Yep. Uh, you know, and I mean, there are some people, eh, well, whatever. Uh, another huge disappointment. Uh, not huge disappointment, but I probably, the cause again, I wasn't very disappointed with a lot either. Um, you know, Fear awesome. Factory, I was kind of, I mean, I was kind of like, oh, whatever with Fear yeah, Factory exactly. anyway. So, um, you know, and same with Carcass. I, you know, but that was... The sound on the Carcass album, to me, let me down a little bit. Yeah, I could um, see that. You know what was interesting about Carcass, though? I wasn't, super, I wasn't super hype on that one, so that wasn't a huge letdown. See, I liked it a lot, and I was and I was surprised, because I thought they were going to go more Necro, like back to the Symphonies days. Like, But then they also, and they did, but at the same time, they also went even more Death and Roll, like Swan Song style, which I was all about, even more so. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of, was more... It was just that that was the stuff I couldn't get over. Was the stuff that was more like swan song. The the big thing I'm seeing about this album is is kind of an amalgamation of everything that they've done. Yeah, and and that's kind of how. Wow, when my first heard it, I've only listened to it a couple times because it's just like I just don't like the guitar sound, dude. Like, yeah, that's I, fair. I don't like it at all. Yeah, uh, but it, it a lot of the reasons because it reminds me of that same dead sound that swan song had, and I don't like it. There was. On our Carcass episode, we talked about that new EP. Mm-hmm. Remember, and I said on that one, I was like, the guitars sound dull. Yeah, like, they um, just don't yeah. sound crystal clear or vibrant at all. And and that was kind of... But the other one I was going to say before that was uh, A Day to Remember. Oh, dude, I haven't even heard that whole thing. <laughs> was, I forgot that was this year. I mean, and it's it's not like Fortitude, dude. Like, I think it's... I don't think it's a great album. Like, I just... I don't know. I, I, I'm sure they're doing plenty fine I, I mean but i think it's more more that's probably more about me not being into a day to remember or that style of music because they are and we're doing like the you know the newer style of i don't know what i would guess would call pop metal and i just do not like a lot of that uh i tried to listen to well i listened to it a lot i um i listened to the new architects album and uh I, I mean, it's all right, whatever, but it's, it almost reminds me of like, that's the new, new metal where it's like, but instead of mixing it with, you know, back in the day, it was, you know, all oh, the fucking rap and hip hop at the time, we're mixing a lot of that, a lot of those elements into our metal. Mm-hmm. This is more like mixing in, um, well, stuff of this time, but also a little more lighter things, more like The weekend, more like Frank Ocean, more like. Uh, a little more of R and B flavor, Possibly. and they're really mixing those guitars back. They're really pulling a lot of attack out of the guitars, where they almost sound like keyboards, you know, fuzzy keyboards and and things like that. So, I mean, usually I'm a sucker for a lot of the commercial shit, and I do listen to it. I you know whatever, um, which would bring me to one huge album that did not make my fucking list. Uh, and that is uh, Spirit Box. It made a pretty good run at the end, <laughs> just like about a week ago. I, I just I just couldn't put it on. And 
and one of the reasons why it was because, and uh, dude, I love this album. Let me just say something right now. I would say probably my number one through fifty. If I made a fifty, when we're splitting hairs, dude. I mean, we're talking yeah, like sure. It, yeah. There's not a lot of difference. I was listening to the Bangers of Mosh. They do a they do a four tier top forty. So they do a fucking a bronze tier, silver, gold, and then platinum, right? And they they're saying the same thing. Like the shit that's in their top four, like their forty, like this in their their bronze tier, like it could easily be a gold tier. You know, it's it, it there's not a lot of difference there, and, and that's just testament to the quality of stuff that's been coming out this year it's you know and and that's the thing like spirit box would be spirit box would be like an honorable mention i mean it would be in my top 15 but like i think what ruined it for me was listening to those fucking singles Mm -hmm. they had four singles out and for some reason because i don't normally do that and and this is exact reason why because then by the time i get the album i'm not burnt out but it's like it's not new anymore and that's part of the coolness of getting an album is throwing it on and hearing the new shit, you know? And it's like, well, I've already been doing that for, like, months. Yeah. Months and months. For sure. And, you know, and so it was like, when it first came out, I didn't listen to it all the time. It was it was kind of put on the back burner a little bit, you know? But, I mean, that is a wonderful fucking album. And, I mean, especially for, you know, the the, the poppiness of it, the catchiness of it. You know the the lighter side of that, um, the guitar work with you know mixed in with the keyboard stuff. And I mean, what can you say about Courtney Laplante? I mean, she's just fucking killing everything right now. They just did a one take uh, YouTube video of her doing "Circle with Me." And mm-hmm. It was fucking forget about it, dude. Like it was so fucking good. Um, I have seen some live footage. They're not really a band I would want to see live, but no, it's it's a really good fucking album. It's going to come up again later. I'll just say that right now. I like a lot of the guests and all that shit. Um, but yeah, you know, that another big one for me that did not make my list, uh, sadly. But it would be in my top 15 also would be uh, Cannibal Corpse. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, so there's a few things. It's, it's, it's a new, you know, change of seat with Eric Rutan, not just on the production, but also as a principal songwriter and member now. Um, and I do like it, but at the same time, for every little bit that he changed up and brought to the table, it's, it's cannibal. You know what I mean? You, oh yeah. It's again, it's, it's reliable. Stalwarts, dude. Yeah. Stalwarts. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about a band who knows what they are and knows what they do and does it really fucking well. Fucking cannibal corpse. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was in my top 10, my initial top 10. I mean, it was there. It's just. It kept getting bumped down. It kept getting bumped down. Kept getting bumped down. And it was just like, oh, shit, man. So it's like, well, okay. I mean, but real quickly, I would probably bring up some of these other ones that didn't make it. Uh, that would probably be like top, you know, top albums-ish. Uh, Crips of Despair, All Light Swallowed. Uh, OSDM Band, fucking banging riffs, dude. Like, just fucking awesome. Um, Inhuma- uh, Inhuman Condition, Rat God. So I don't know if you've ever heard this shit, but it's got like one of those, I think it's Repka, dude, like, but it's got a Repka album cover. It's actually the dudes from fucking Massacre. This was supposed to be the new Massacre album. So it's mm. the guitar player and the drummer from Massacre. They ended up leaving Massacre, or the dude from Massacre left them. 
It's is it Cam Lee? It's a messy situation. As far as I know, Cam Lee is Massacre again. Right. But he it's like, left those dudes, right? Well, it gets sticky. So I didn't know this because the, there is a Massacre record that came out this year, yeah, I think, yeah. on Nuclear Blast. It's but awesome. It's, yeah, and it's awesome. But it's it's Cam Lee and whoever else. Because yeah, yeah. right before that, when Massacre was making another big push touring with Obituary and all that, that whole thing just fucking fell off a cliff. And it's none of those guys again. So I wonder if that's the group you're talking about is all those dudes that made the last massacre. And it's and now it's, you know, Cam Lee and whoever else. Inhuman Condition came out earlier this year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But the but the last I'm sorry, the last massacre, like and this was years ago. So like I didn't even know. Yeah. Yeah, these are these are dudes that had got fired or left massacre. Prior, I think prior to this year. So that's probably who it is. That now I got to look they, more into that because I didn't know. Right, but they had this album like pretty much written, mm-hmm. and then they basically got fired or left or whatever, and they decided, you know, fuck it, we're gonna do it ourselves, and they brought in Terry Butler on fucking bass. Okay, I was like, no fucking way, dude. So like, oh my god, dude, you want to talk about like that old school death metal where it's like heavy thrash? I mean, because like. like it's the heaviest thrash. Yeah. You know, I mean, fuck, it is fucking riff city, heavy, groovy, mid-tempo, nothing too crazy, nothing mm-hmm. too fast. You know, a la stuff like, you know, early Morbid Angel or fucking Bolt Thrower, shit like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and then speaking of the he- really heavy thrash, Mortal Vision. Have you heard this fucking album? It's called Mind Manipulation. I guess not. I'll have to put that Dude, on Dude, Mortal Vision. If you are a fan of pre- fucking arise sepultura you have to listen to mortal vision it is like beneath the remains schizophrenia i mean dude and it's not really the death vocals but not really like high thrash vocals god damn it it is some good fucking shit dude it's really walking that that death thrash crossover kind of thing oh fuck it's it's so it it was in it wasn't my list and you'll be surprised what bumped it oh for sure well so yeah there's a weird bump thing that's gonna happen but on that tip have you heard, uh, heard troops of doom the band troops of doom yeah 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 so it's the original Whoa, guitar what? player before andreas joined sepultura <gasps> oh who played okay, on all that okay. shit yeah, yeah so he made a band called troops of doom that is in that old style and it's Holy pretty cool shit, dude yeah. i have to i'm gonna have to check that out yeah it's no nah, dude mortal vision fucking rules dude um another one is okay so i talked about this one well obviously brand of sacrifice we talked about that before mm-hmm. um i don't know if it'll be in here yeah i think it was before we started recording yeah great year dude, not just for osdm but also deathcore dude oh yeah anything fucking, with I mean, death in general huge huge fucking album for those guys uh, another one that i mentioned was worm shepherd uh that blackened deathcore um mm. all types of different vocals on this shit and then two that were really close to me one of them was on my list for a little bit and then it fell off was uh rivers of nile the work um Ooh, less techy a little more catchy really fucking good album mm-hmm. the other one is in fairy vile and uh, fuck you want to talk about tech death albums and i mean Archspire, you know, yeah. first fragment. I mean, fuck, dude. Great, it's, dude. You can't. It's just like there's not enough time in the day to fucking talk about all this shit. It really is. Like, fuck, dude. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny. You know what's fuck. You know what's fucked up? As I said, a big year for OSDM. Big year for Deathcore. Awesome year for Tech Death too. Well, again, you just said with with Archspire, and I'm just sitting here going, oh shit, dude. I have. Oh, dude. I 
I made a tweet a while ago that said there's never it's never been a better time for underground music. Yeah. And there hasn't. Yeah. And it's just not. But as you're dude. saying all that, I'm like, oh shit, I never listened to the new Obscura because I just forgot, <laughs> oh, dude. dude. Yeah, that new Obscura album's fucking great, dude. I like the songs yeah, I heard I, from it. I just haven't I think had it's a chance the to hear the whole thing. thing. They've put out since uh Omnivium. Is oh, that the name of it? I have no idea. Like I just is that know, how you say it? Oblivionum or Omnivium, I, something like that. Yeah. I, someone told me I can't remember who it was. I think it was David Johnson, our friend, friend of the show. David Johnson mm-hmm. told me he thinks it's the best Obscura album ever. I could see him saying um, that. I'm pretty sure it was him. I defer to him for Tech Death. He's he's the Tech Death guy, straight up. Fuck, dude. Him and our I, buddy Zacco that we're gonna have on that. One day that too. first that first fragment album is just like some of the craziest fucking tech shit I've ever fucking heard in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, not as fast, but I mean, we're just like super fucking technical. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Archspire has the lock on the speed. Yeah, I for mean, sure. Fuck, forget about it, dude. Three twenty BPM all day. Mm-hmm. Wildness, dude. Yeah, there's just so. Let me let me ask you this other one on that tip. Was there anything you just didn't get to that you would have liked to, or that you maybe like kind of dipped a toe in, and that was it? Because there's you were pressed for time. Hardcore. I really didn't check out much hardcore. I listened to God's Hate, but like I wasn't super into it. The vocals just weren't doing it for me. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like I think there's, there's, t- I, I, if you're gonna do that for me, for it to work for me, it's gotta be done a certain way. It wasn't done that way, and honestly, if it was done the other way, I'd be like, oh well, someone's already did it, so it's like, right, whatever. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so I don't, I don't know, but like I mean, I think that's the only real like true hardcore band. Uh, I mean, well, that's the thing. I mean, I, I mean, I listened to the Turnstile album, dude. I listened to, well, no. Uh, so I did, I did sit and listen to every time I die. Still don't like it, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean I would, I wouldn't, he- I would hesitate not mm-hmm. to go watch them live. Any day of the fucking week. I still go watch them fucking live. Oh, yeah. They're a great live band. Very entertaining. There wasn't a whole lot that I didn't really get a chance to get to. Uh, so, that I wanted to. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that was, I, mean, like I, I would I would probably say, I guess, probably hardcore. I mean, I listened to most of the Deathcore stuff. I mean, I don't know. Do you got Whitechapel on your list? you want to talk I, I about do, that? I do. I we'll, do. We'll get to okay. it. Um, like, I, I got a little bit into the new Trivium, and there was just like, Fuck, dude. Like, I kind of already have an idea of what's going to go on here. I'll get to it later just because there was so much other stuff to get to. There was one day where it was New Whitechapel, New um, new Archspire, which I did get to eventually. New Bad Wolves I gave a shot. And then um, the New Mastodon. I still haven't listened to the New Mastodon because Ooh. I just did not have the time, dude. You know what I mean? Dude, um, this was also the year I did a big old Mastodon deep dive, and turns out, man, I'm a big fucking Mastodon fan. There you go. So, there you fuck go. yeah, there you go, people. You can change your mind yeah. if you want to. But um, I, also, you know what? If you don't like it, you don't like it. I mean, but yeah. I decided to give it a thorough fucking try. And be honest with you, dude, like, and I'll, you know what? I'm going to save that for a fucking Mastodon episode. But yeah, there was, uh, I'm trying to think of anything that I, uh, I mean, I, there, there was stuff I didn't listen to much that I just, I mean, I wouldn't anyway. Mm-hmm. Bad Wolves, I listened to like half the album. That's not going to be my thing anyway, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, whatever. Um, I did not listen. To, I, I'm not going to bother listening to New Iron Maiden. Yep, same. I heard enough. 
there was something else you mentioned that I was kind of like, oh, I guess I don't remember listening to much of that. I just can't remember what the hell you just said, though. Out of the ones I just mentioned? Yeah. Let's see. Mastodon, Trivium. Trivium. Okay, there was yeah, one. Yeah. So I listened to about four or five songs. I... Not a big fan of Trivium anyway. Um, and I don't like the way the guitars sound. They sound squishy. Um, I was really surprised that there was a lot of people that uh, I actually did see. My my first thought was, you know, oh, the guitar sounds squishy. But the stuff that they're doing is is really cool. Like, I would like to see them live. Well, next year with Maiden. <sighs> I don't want to see Iron Maiden. I don't either, but I'll see ticket. Trivium, yeah. But I mean, good on I the think, opportunity. You know I, I, mean? I do follow everything uh, Hafey does, short of getting on Twitch, and mm-hmm. big fan of Matt Hafey, dude. Like, wait for that black metal album with uh, Ishan. Oh, dude, fuck, forget about it. Yep. I mean, I I've always liked that dude. Mm-hmm. I've always thought he was just fucking, you know, tits, dude. Like he's just awesome. Yep, he's he's always been. You know, whether I like their shit or not, like, it doesn't matter. Like, the guy's fucking awesome. Absolutely. <clears throat> He's an incredible fucking guitar player, songwriter. Um, I don't know if I call him incredible vocals, but he's really, he's a very good vocalist, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, where would you like to go from here? Because so... I... I don't know if you want to like get into a, a, like a list or what, but if we do, I need to stop for a minute. Yeah. Um, so we've talked about stuff we missed. We've talked about you know everything else leading up. Do you want to get into some stuff that didn't crack your top ten, or did you already kind of do that? I feel like that's well. No, there's. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that didn't crack my top ten. I mean, a lot of the stuff I would save for uh, the OSDM episode, but there's some like. There's some black metal stuff like Woad did not make my top ten. Uh, by fuck, I listen to that shit all the time. Them and M Wormlight, who I actually like more than Wormwitch, mm. but not as much as something in my top ten. There you go. Uh, oh, okay. I was gonna ask, hey, what about that? And then I'm like, oh, that's probably in your list then. If you're so then um, another cool one. Um, some of okay, so some of the fucking thrash, like some of these thrashy. How do we call them? Like. Black and Thrash, Death Thrash. So Bone Hunter, um, there's Demiser, which was awesome fucking album. But fuck, I mean, dude, Steel Bearing Hand is fucking so sick, dude. Um, some Doom stuff, some Death Doom stuff, like Famish God, Fossilized. That new Funeral's awesome. Not top oh, 10, yeah, yeah. just because there was so much other stuff. But yeah, I really like that new Funeral a lot. I think on the, I think I mentioned Born of Osiris's album on the mid-year report of, the, and that's the best thing they've done since fucking the Discovery, if you ask me. I still haven't heard it. It's, it's really fucking good. You know, mm-hmm. and then like that, um, we talked about the Black and Death Court. Oh, so one that did not make my list, man, that was on my list for a while was uh, Alluvial Sarcoma. Dude, it same. dropped off. Holy shit, I didn't even I, think about I'm not, that. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure how, but it dropped off. Yeah, I feel that. But fuck, that's a fucking killer album, dude. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to more from those guys. Um, another one that didn't make my list, I thought would until I heard it. I figured out what they were doing, and it's just a style thing that I'm not 
used to from these guys. But Volvodinia, uh, their new album did not make my list. And they're, oh. they've been one of my favorite deathcore, slamming deathcore bands for quite some time. Yeah, I liked it. They're doing a thing where it's like a... Like they do these thump, they're called thump riffs, I believe is what they call them, where it's mm. got this dum, dum, dum underneath it. And then they've got these weird little licks on top. And it just, I don't know. I'm sure I'll get used to it soon. Distant put out some good shit, Osaya. Oh, uh, well, you know, we talked about Era in the mid year. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I've been seeing a lot of people disappointed with I Hate God. And I, I mean, to me, it's just like, well, I don't know. I mean, this I hate God in the digital age. Like, I don't know. It just seems like I, it's just not going to work. I just realized I didn't get to that one either. <laughs> Pupil Slicer was really good. Yes, Pupil Slicer's uh, making big waves right sick now. Sick fucking grind right yep. there. Dune was really cool, too. Not the movie. I haven't seen it. But Dune, right. the album. Yeah. Um, actually, Dune, the album, I think, was number two on Matt Begashi's list from Box and Hops, if I remember right. Probably. I, I recall liking what I heard. It's just I didn't really visit it. Oh, here's a lot. some weird shit that's not necessarily metal. Uh, did you hear the new Genghis Tron album? I mean, it's metal, but it's not like the same right, way. Did you ever hear their yeah, old it's shit? It's weird. So that's what the only shit I've ever heard. Like, like, I mean, I haven't listened to these guys in forever, but Kenelty fucking had these guys had this album high on his list. So I listened to it. And I mean, I was blown away. I was like, holy yeah. shit, like, this is really fucking cool shit. It's just interesting because, like, they got back together, but then, like, the only one member was missing from what I remember, but they also brought in two members that completely changed the dynamic of the band with an honest to God drummer. I was one of them. And then like the sound completely changed too, where it's a lot yeah. more ethereal and floaty. Yeah, it's, it's it weird. It's trippy. Very it. jilted and grindy and digital. It's, it's cool, but it's just like, it's interesting that they decided to go with that moniker and then continue from there with a <laughs> yeah. completely different thing. I mean, power, more power to him. I just wonder how that would work live. But did you like uh, did you like Amon Ra? I did, but again, that's just something I heard once or twice, and and I just had to move on. But I did like it a lot. I didn't listen to it much. It's out there. Yeah, it's cool to see them getting as much uh, exposure as they have. You know. Oh yeah, Pestilence had a really good album this year as well. I didn't even know they had an album. Wow. Burial in the Sky. Put out what I think is probably their best album. Definitely the proggiest shit they've ever done. I mean, there's straight up like saxophone shit all over this fucking thing. Prior to this, they were kind of just like a... They were considered progressive deathcore. Oh. I didn't really hear the progginess. But this album? Oh, it's... Yeah, it's all over it. So... <laughs> yeah, okay. It's called The Consumed Self. It's very fucking good. Different band than I was thinking, apparently. I was oh. <laughs> thinking of Hari Kari in the Sky. Oh, very yeah, well, different. See, there's another one. That was a pretty good album. If yeah. you're into that, I, I have a hard time. Fetid Zombie. Do you know what Fetid Zombie is? No, but I love the name already. So Fetid Zombie is a kind of like a brainchild of Riddick, Paul Riddick of Riddick Art. Okay. I'm not entirely sure who plays on it, but dude, this album uh, fucking rules. It's probably in the OSDM realm, although. I mean, you're talking like Van Halen riffs in there, shred solos, all Ooh, kinds okay. of shit. A little something for everybody. The The album cover is a very unassuming, <laughs> especially for a Riddick put-together thing. So that, mm -hmm. I, I, I found that interesting. Um, oh, man. Dude, Sarcophagus? I was just literally so about to say that. fucking good, So dude. sick. God damn it. Awesome. That album fucking rules, dude. Stoner death metal, dude. Yeah. Like... 
It's it's one of my favorites, dude. It would be my t- it would be in my top fifteen right now, guaranteed. Yeah. I was just about to look that up to see what the title was, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, delusions of the sick. Yeah, dude. Uh, Necronautical is another good one. Um, Ooh, I like that name. Oh, I can't wait for Outer Heaven to put out a new album. So, well, that might be in your list actually. Um, new Ginger album. I listened to it and I thought it sounded like heavy. No doubt. Mm, I haven't heard it. I don't know, man. It just sounds like a new metal band that kind of like learned how to do some funky time signatures. Mm-hmm. I'm not really impressed with that band much, but mostly it's it's. I'm not saying they're not. I'm not saying they're not good musicians by any means, and I'm not saying she's not a good singer. What I'm saying is there's something about her voice that drives me insane. I don't like it. It's the same as fucking Adele. I think Adele is one of the greatest singers on the planet, but man. There's something in the tone of her voice that just drives me fucking nuts, and I can't listen to it. Interesting. And Ginger's the same way. I do like their her screams. I think she's a cool screamer. I don't think she's the shit by any means, but I think she's fucking pretty cool. But it's her singing voice, and some of the things that she does with her clean vocals just drives me up a fucking wall. And to some degree, reminds me of Gwen Stefani. If Gwen Stefani was like wearing all black and was a little more angry. <laughs> so that's what it reminds me of is as metal no doubt uh replicant put out a really killer fucking i don't even know i guess i mean i guess it's like it's like deathcore with like organic product production kind of i mean hmm. interesting it's, it's kind of weird did i even listen to the new evergrey album for some reason really uh still not into power metal yeah i was about <laughs> to say i didn't know they had a new album i mean not not enough to be like oh yeah like this is fucking you know this is greater it's not um, some slam stuff. Undeciphered put out a pretty good album. One of my favorites was uh, Traumatomy, uh, for as far as like any any slam stuff goes. Great. Uh, another cool grind album, Kill the Con Man. Very good. Um, Abominable Putridity. I was just gonna say, yeah. Uh, Defenestration. There there was some there was some good slams of Nephilim Grinder as well. I do have some fucking black metal in here. I thought because there was like. There's some pretty good uh, some black metal albums out, out out this year also. Oh, so have you heard of this band of Sulphur? Yes, they're like it's, from it's, here or from LA or something. Yeah, they're from this area. It's Ricky Hoover who used to be in uh, Suffocate. They just played here two weekends back with. Um, Dude, that shit is like yeah. It's they played here with Barrier Dead and uh, Aaron, who used to be in the Ghost Inside's new band. Oh, it reminds me of like as they lay dying, but heavier. Yeah, yeah. It if was... that makes sense to anybody, because yeah. I mean that's um, didn't really like the Signs of the Swarm album all that much, uh, but it's two really cool guest spots with Ben Dewar and, and Alex Arian. Decent, decent album. Uh, especially, I mean, they're they're trying to you know bounce back from the still trying to bounce back. From the CJ Nightmare. And apparently there was one other guy too, so they got it yeah, from two angles. Yeah. Untamed Land. So this is another band like Wayfarer that did the um, Old West Black Metal. And it fucking apparently is a thing that I love. Interesting. Might be some of might be because of my love for Red Dead Redemption 2 and Black Metal, but I mean it's perfect for that. It's it's literally what it is. It's like Red Dead Redemption Black Metal. Hmm. Um Trey Billis put out a pretty good Deathcore album. Have you ever heard this band Eclipse? Heard of them. Don't know that I've actually heard them. Dude, if you guys want some fucking 80s hair metal, and I mean, we're talking like uh, 80s hair metal. Like 
80s soundtrack hair metal. Okay? So even poppier than normal. Mixed with a little bit of synth wave. I mean, it fucking, dude, listen to this shit. Like, it's so good. It's a band called Eclipse. The album is called Wired. It was never going to make a list or anything, but I do love listening to it. Uh, I well, actually got me curious. In... Oh, my God. Okay. Wraith. Have you heard Wraith? I know I have. I just Undo can't. Undo the Chains? Oh, yeah. fuck, dude. That's some fucking, that's some straight up fucking thrash shit that, like, uh, same with Black Mass. Black Mass was another nice like thrash album uh, that came out. Oh, so there's uh, some good. Um, I don't know if you would call this uh, black metal. I'd probably put it melodic death metal, blackened ish. 1914, and like the whole thing's about World War One. I. I, I've seen that name a lot. In like it's time. it's cool, man. Like I, I really fucking like it. No one talks about World War One a lot, man. You know what I mean? It's yeah, no, for sure. What, who's the band Sabaton? What what do they sing about? All kinds of wars, dude. They're yeah. like just a war band. So they're not war exclusive? <laughs> no. No, any war. They're just all about it. New Flotsam ruled. Uh, new Sentinels album is good. I still need to listen to the New Flotsam. So oh, yeah, I've heard good That was kind of one of the hardcore ones, or I guess they're hardcore, that I was I was able to listen to was, uh, was Sentinels. Okay, mm-hmm. so I am going to get to one right now. Um, essentially... It is Carl Willits of Bolt Thrower. Mm-hmm. His yeah, new Memoriam. band. Memoriam. Yep. Which sounds just like Bolt Thrower. Yep. But really fucking cool. I do apologize for anybody that I made angry about my Bolt Thrower comments about them barely being death metal. I will have a full comment on that in our OSDM episode. I guess I missed that shit. <laughs> oh, I've been talking shit about Bolt Thrower for years. Mm. Uh, oh, another two. So here's... So we're going to go, so 200 Stab Wounds, huge hype this year, huge yeah, hype. Yeah, And they delivered. I, mean, I thought they got picked up by some bigger label recently. No, man, they're still on Magastump, dude. Okay, so I'm thinking yeah. of somebody else. And I mean, god damn, that album's fucking bangers. Another one, Hyperdontia, another fucking old school death metal band that just fucking rules. Wolf King, Blackened Death. Is that the Finnish band? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I like They were just here with, like, skeletal remains and uh, teeth. Mm, okay. Uh, really fucking cool band. They kind of have that black black metal reverb high vocals, mm-hmm. but more of, like, a OSDM simple stompy kind of riff kind of thing going on. I'm trying to think of any, like, other fucking highlights as I scroll through here. Uh, Werewolves, awesome fucking death metal band. I, I, I think a lot of the stuff that... It's really weird because, like, I don't. There's some of this stuff that I've been listening to. I've been finding that I do have a hard time telling if this like, is this black metal or is this like melodic death metal. So it's a fine line at times. Yeah, yeah. Because the cool thing is, man, is you're getting a lot of these uh, bands that are like black and thrash, mm-hmm. black and death, obviously. And it's like, dude, it's getting cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's getting really cool, like fucking Hell Ripper, like black and thrash. Yeah, Hell like Ripper's fucking forget about it dude it's so good what about you did you have like other stuff you wanted to throw in I, I i would say anything else i want to talk about is probably in your list i'm assuming or mine possibly uh so i would just say ones that were in the top 10 that just you know got a little displaced because of how much was going on i want to shout out cu space cowboy which san diego's own even though apparently like mostly they're not based in san diego anymore but my dude aj joined them on drums this year 
and they fucking killed it and they're getting all these new opportunities and like they just wrapped up a huge headline tour and I'm I'm stoked for my dude and I'm stoked for even though they're mostly not from here anymore, a San Diego based band at one point. Let's see what else. And Employed to Serve. Employed to Serve was in the top ten and then when I thought about one other album, I was like, ah poop, I gotta put that in there. Um but awesome. So like it's interesting to see how they've started out, where they were kind of like a noisy converged chariot type band when they started out and then they really started finding their own niche on the second album uh what is it is it warmth of a dying sun or something like that i think so that's the album of theirs i didn't really listen to a whole lot yeah and then the one after that was a little more moshy straightforward kind of groove based album and this one they were channeling full-on machine head lamb of god you know just the most red meat friggin straightforward american metal whatever you want to call it. And like they, but like what put their own spin on it. And I think it sounded awesome. Can't wait for the opportunities they're going to get moving forward. Hopefully finally make it here. They were supposed to be here last year and you know, oh, but yeah. I look forward to that. But um, those were the only two that got eked out, unfortunately, but yeah, man. Cause again, we could be spinning wheels talking about every little thing that came out this year. I think we've highlighted a lot. So without further ado, it's time for the namesake. The list. The list. Ooh, the, man. The My list of 2001. Too sore to be doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn. So we're going for it. We're both so a little huskier in tone tonight. So yeah, it adds to the effect. Yeah. So let's have you start off. What is your number ten? That's weird to say. Wow. Sorry. It is weird. <laughs> hey, yeah, we're out of our element, dude. Yeah, yeah. So this is the one. Oh, man, I can't remember what I said it bumped. Mortal Vision, I think? Possibly. Uh, anyway, this is the one that bumped as it says it's going to surprise you. Macedon, Hushed and Grim. There you go. Fucking awesome album, dude. Like, I know a lot of people had a problem with the runtime. Uh, well, okay, so I put up a video on Twitter. I kind of blasted some guy. Turns out he's uh, got a little bit of mental issues anyway. Yeah, we need to be careful with that. There's some people out there. You know what, dude? If you'd have told me that before that, dude, I wouldn't have fucking said anything. But hey, you know what, man? He got blasted. He he was just fine until all of a sudden he got blasted by not just me. I, that thread blew up, dude, and fucking all of a sudden he said, well, you know, my mental health or whatever. And it's like, I get it. Fine. You should acknowledge that in the first place. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, it's not anybody else's fault because none of us fucking knew, you know? Yeah, but it's for like, sure. You're going to say some shit like no band should ever fucking put out an album over 80 minutes? Fucking forget about it, dude. No one said you had to listen to it the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. And then he said something about fucking anything over X amount of minutes, you're just masturbating your creativity. And I was like, that's the, one of the dumbest things I've ever fucking heard. Anyway, this album fucking rules. I know a lot of people, for a lot of people, Macedon is a heavy progressive band. They're never going to be heavy to me. Uh, so I actually like a lot of their more uh, commercial stuff, or commercial-ish stuff. And this album is perfect for that. It's a little slower than some of the other albums. It's not as spastic as some of the other albums, but man. So you have that song, Gobblers of Dregs, and they have that part of... I mean, you put some shit like that in a fucking song, I'm all about it all day, twice on Sunday. Also, Tear Drinker, you have a fucking full-on bass solo. Like, fucking sick as fuck, dude. It is such a fucking cool album. And honestly, like, I didn't... F- it it didn't feel like 80 minutes to me. It, 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 I mean, it felt like a long album, but I mean, it felt like a... 
you know, a lot of long albums, the ones that I like, I mean, it's, you know, it feels like a journey. Mm-hmm. You know, you feel like you're experiencing something, and that's what I felt when I was listening to this album. And it's very surprising, considering the fact that I have been so against this band in past years. But like I said, I found them, found the groove with these guys this year, and very glad I did. Give them a second chance and a thorough fucking listen. Other than that, I mean, I have seen it fairly high in uh, quite a few people's lists. I also think when you have a publication like Revolver and, and uh, things like that, like websites and shit like that, I think what you end up with is a lot of they're really counting down like the really like mainstream, more known artists. You, you're not going to see a bunch of stuff that I have in my list mm-hmm. because they're kind of catering to a larger audience, and most of that audience probably wouldn't hear of some of these other bands. So. Whatever. That's just how they do their thing. Uh, what is your number 10? So, my number 10 was... Uh, some of these are going to be later in the year. Like, like they again, things got bumped just because things popped up. But, I'm going. Number 10, Eris, Distant Fires. Brand new record. First for their new label, Satanic Royalty Records. Satanic with a K. Um, they were one of the bands approached to be like, Hey, we want to make you one of the bigger ups on our, on our brand new label. If you've heard Eris before, you know exactly what you're getting, and it's creepy and weird as hell, and it's awesome. How do you spell it? If you it? haven't, uh, it's like Eris, like H-E-I-R-E-S-S. There's no way that John Puttybone was going to put out a record and it wasn't going to be in my top ten. Coming from Undertow, Nine Iron, Spitfire, Himsa, The Vows, I Am The Thorn, criminally underrated, short-lived project, I Am The Thorn. Yet... He's been in Eris now, longer than he's been in any of those bands. Granted, Hemsa just got back together a couple of years ago and started doing shows again, but Eris has been going since he left Hemsa in 2008. And there, uh, whereas I Am The Thorn was a straightforward, comparatively straightforward, kind of I Hate God. Like if this I Hate sludgy. God was from, yeah. I like it. This is like post-metal meets hardcore. Like it's, it's way weirder and more abstract. And to, to tell the truth... If you've ever seen him, so or if you've seen Undertow, or if you've seen any of those bands, you know how crazy he would get on stage, man. He'd be... Full disclosure, they were supposed to be here in San Diego on what was going to be his 50th birthday. That would have been sick. And then he broke something, and he had he got ordered to not be touring, uh, which will be interesting to see if he heals up in time for that tour with uh, Darkest Hour in Europe with Himsa, if that even happens. But... So I was like, okay, now he's doing... No, he had his, his wild jumping around times in Undertow and Himsa. This this music sounds more conducive to like, okay, you just kind of plod there and just kind of be weird and atmospheric. And I saw them open for extremists at the... Um, what is that in Santa Ana? The Observatory. And he was going harder live than I've ever seen him do with other either of those other bands. So good on him. If you're looking for something creepy and atmospheric, but heavy, this is exactly screaming. what I want when I want to, when I say I want to listen to sludge. Yeah. When I want to listen, this is what I want from like stoner stuff. Yeah, yeah, it touches on a lot of different things. Like the more uh, aggressive vocals, like the sludgy type aggressive vocals with that real stoner groove, heavy stoner groove. You know, stoner metal, not stoner rock. Yeah, I mean, this is one. I'm, I mean, I'm listening to it right now. It's like I wish I would have 
known about this earlier in the year. This may have made my fucking list. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what, dude. Because I mean, like I'm really this, digging it now. Yeah, there's 13 years worth of shit from before to go through. Nice. Too. Like, dude, they, it's the fact I've lost count of their shit because they put out so much. And it's all awesome. Yeah, I'm looking um, at their discography right now. There's quite a bit, man. Yeah, and there's no stopping. Like, again, this is like the one contiguous band he's ever had that's gone on longer than a decade. Like, it's, it's like crazy. A, it's like a heavier Cult of Luna, kind of. Yeah, it's it's definitely on that tip. Like, you know, like it's, yeah, this is fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. and that's, like what, again, like, I could go on a whole thing just about Pettybone as a, as a vocalist and front person, like, because he's been one of my favorites. But, like... Undertow, Himsa, and all these other bands, especially Eris, none of them sound alike. Yet his voice works with every single one of them. But like, it's awesome. It's like Thomas Lindbergh, who that's one of his biggest influences. So like, yeah, do yourself a favor, check this out, and then check out everything they've done before if you haven't already. Very awesome. Hope they get another chance to come here. That would be sick. Uh, on that tip, what's your number nine? So yeah, this one fucking just fuck i mean it just came out like a couple weeks ago i think two three weeks ago kind of like that last real push of like this was like the one last album i was really waiting for this was the last one was uh, malignant altar realms of exquisite morbidity osdm heavy as fuck super fucking riffy that guitar really cuts through the vocals just sound like fucking cavernous huge so this is one that was turned on to me from, I think what was, was I was going through a Maggot Stomp playlist. A Maggot Stomp, I went through Maggot Stomp playlist and 20 Buck Spin playlist. I kind of mm-hmm. was grabbing stuff. And then from that stuff, I started looking at the related artists. And I think it was just a demo. I, 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 it might have been a single. Is it, okay, That's so the, I, just, I just looked at it right now. It was a single. The white one with black artwork? Yeah, so it was Retribution okay, of yeah. Jealous Gods, and it's got like yeah. it's a three-song single or whatever. See, that's the last thing I heard from him. I heard about these guys through Vincent, but I didn't know they had anything else oh, after nice. that. So, and if you say it came out later, so that makes sense. And then it was so. fucking Daz from Bangers and Mosh that was just like fucking, dude, like you gotta wait, because he had an advanced copy of this album. And so he was telling everybody, this is going to be, you know, high on my fucking list or whatever. And I was like, okay, like whatever. And I mean, fuck. I mean, he didn't disappoint, man. He doesn't call himself the Duke of Death Metal for nothing, dude. Like, the dude knows his shit. I fucking love that dude. And it's like, man, it's just so fucking awesome. It's got hints of like Morbid Angel, hints of incantation, hints of all of these things that just fucking rule, dude. Like, and it's fast in parts slow in parts it's it's sludgy when it needs to be it's fucking big open when it needs to be is anyone and i mean we'll get into another band that does this but man when that dude really needs to fucking ping that fucking ride symbol like fuck it's just right there's ping 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 like right in your fucking face so fucking awesome dude and like i said i mean it just really it came out of nowhere but it didn't come out of nowhere i was waiting for this album for most of the year I just I just didn't, like, as far as making it onto my list, it came out of nowhere. I did not think that it was going to be in my list at all, for one, let alone not at number 10. It's at number 9. So really mm-hmm. surprised me. Really fucking good death metal, dude. Like you know, like I said, if you're a death metal fan, got to listen to this fucking band, dude. And it's not super fucking muddy. You know, I mean, it's not fucking the ultra-polished sound. 
but it's not ultra muddy either. It's somewhere right in the middle, dude. It's fucking a beauty of a fucking album. Mm-hmm. Give me your number nine. So obviously, if Converge puts out a record, oh, it's gonna shit, be on I my list for sure. Like, but it's sort of kind of not. I don't know. It's it's weird. So this whole thing, this is the first in what's gonna be happening a lot, which is called Blood Moon, where it's all of Converge, but it's also Chelsea Wolf, her uh, other musician partner Ben Chisholm, and Steve Brodsky from Cave In, who also used to play bass in Converge, and Cave In started as a more or less Converge Junior's band. And so this whole project originated out of ah, what's the festival in the uh, the Netherlands? Anyways, whatever that is, it's where it's the more boutique kind of abstract festival. And um, one year they approached, so they did, I think it was Jane Doe. I think it was the first time they did Jane Doe back to front one night, which I'm bummed I had to miss here. And then the second night, I think it was, was uh, Blood Moon. And the idea is it's where they take their their slower, creepier songs that they're, they, you know, they're not as known for, perhaps. But it, they have the, those same guest musicians. Steve Von Till from Neurosis was part of it initially, too. And I think there might have been one other person. And it's, in some cases, just focusing on the slower, sludgier, doomier, creepier Converge songs. So, yeah, they, they do this project and it's the first. They, they're talking about moving forward. Whereas Dillinger's whole thing was, hey, it's been 20 years. We're going to go out on top. You know, because we can't do this physically forever and we want to be able to make sure we're able to still be at peak while we're doing it. Converge, from what I gather, their approach was we want to like start making music to where we can keep doing this and keep growing with it, which is a cool and different take. But it's also just a different side to their experimental nature. This is a highly experimental album for them, which is already saying something because they've always been an experimental band. And so... In addition to doing that where they had a set where they could celebrate their slower, creepier songs, now they have all new music to do that with in the form of these Blood Moon collaborations, and this will be the first moving forward. So that's why it's also like not as high as a normal Converge record would be on my list, is because it's unconventional and it's kind of its own thing, where it's more so a Blood Moon album than a Converge record. It's awesome, it's collaborative. It reminds me I need to check out more Chelsea Wolf stuff. I've known about her for years, and I just haven't delved that deep. She's got an awesome band called Mrs. Piss. That's really fun. Um, and Kevin's just in, you know, good times. It's weird. I think I'm the only person in the world who doesn't know who the fuck Chelsea Wolf is. Oh yeah, she's she's very collaborative. But you I know. did listen to this album, and I did like it. Yeah, it's it's really cool, and they're going to be doing more of that moving forward. Uh, I'd be very curious to see. I don't know that this would, you know, they're going to, they're supposed to be touring with Meshuggah next year. I'd be very curious to see if any of these songs make it in there. Probably not. I can listen to this all day. I can't listen to Converge, man. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's Converge in name, but it's a totally yeah, different thing, you know? Yeah, this is very yeah. different. So they'll be, yeah, they'll, if you like this, they'll be having more of that in the future. I'd be very curious to see it live. Awesome. Looking for, I, I'll, I'll do, you know, I'll follow anything these guys do, obviously. But this oh, is a sure. cool new dimension. Having said that, what is your number eight? So my number eight, I recently just found out that this is kind of like another collaboration a la your number nine. Now, I don't know who it is from what. Um, I'm assuming the music is from the guy in Blood Incantation and the vocals 
and maybe they both do the music, but I'm pretty sure it's the vocalist from Wayfair, both of them mm. from Colorado. Um, it's Stormkeep. I knew it. Okay, this is the one I was like, I'll bet that's going to be on Jason's list. Tales of Other Time. It yeah. is fucking Dungeons and Dragons black metal fucking... Oh my god, dude. I fucking love this album so much. There's so much to love here, dude. Like, And again, it's got that black metal production, but it's not that like crazy shitty sound like Mithras, which I could not even... I couldn't even listen to fucking like 30 seconds of Mithras. I listened to three whole songs. It literally, it just sounded like static. I was like, what the fuck? It, it's like they recorded everything over here, but they put the mic on the back wall, facing the wall, mm-hmm. and then soaked it in reverb. I, I don't know what they did. It's so out there, dude. Like, and I know that's an actual sound for people. Oh, yeah. You know, but this is the one time I've ever really been able to listen to any amount of folkiness you know, like that sort of thing. Now, yeah. I mean, obviously I could do it when I'm playing Skyrim or whatever, but this is the only band I, you know, well, I don't know. I mean, I could kind of do it with Flames a little bit, but there's not a ton of it in here. But I mean, the fucking keyboards are fantastic. The fucking riffs are excellent. The big tremolo melodic parts, awesome. The fucking high soaring vocals, awesome. I mean, it's... I almost want to say, like, it's on par with, like, Emperor. It's on par with Dark Funeral. Like, it's fucking right there. And it's just, like, I, I mean, for all intents and purposes, it's a fucking side project. You know, from a death metal guy and a black metal guy. See, I didn't know there was involvement with Blood Incantation. Or at least I don't think I knew that. But, like, that's that makes sense. Like, like I've seen a lot of collaboration and different side projects from that group of dudes. So that makes sense. And I've been seeing this artwork everywhere dude oh dude the fucking album could do the fucking logo the album cover fucking rules it might just be my album art of the year this mm-hmm. maybe hooded menace dude which oh, i'll yeah, tell you hooded right menace. now dude hooded menace awesome fucking album dude mm-hmm. another just fucking outstanding album absolutely yeah but those two might be you know i mean they're close dude but i mean i i, I don't know i think this one might win out this one or maybe i got a couple Coming up later, that might be like album art of the year as well, too. But like, fuck it, dude, this shit, that sarcophagus album also. Yeah. That album sure. artwork is the shit. So it's like, dude, this shit, I don't know who did the art. Shout out the guy who did the art. I'll find him. I'll tweet it out. Fucking whatever. But goddamn, dude, like I'm telling you, I get picky with black metal. I really do love black metal, but I do get picky with it. And also, much like Necrophobic last year, this is black metal I don't have to be in the mood for. I can just fucking put it on and listen to it. I've done it several times. It fucking kicks ass, dude. All the ass. It's so fucking sick. I can't wait for them to do another album. So fucking good, dude. Listen to it. Love it. It's perfect. It's a it's perfect black metal. I like what I heard of it, and again... You know, I'm not a big black metal guy, and I'm definitely picky about the black metal that I do do. Do do. Uh, so check this out. The guy that did the cover art did Into the Pandemonium oh, for Celtic Frost. Shit. He did the Jump in the Fire signal or single art for a Metallica. Like, <laughs> this dude really? is seasoned. Which leads me to believe, because everything else I'm seeing is from the 80s, so that's probably just like an old piece of art that he Yeah, that probably. Yeah. So sick, dude. God yeah. damn it. And I mean, it also helps. I'm currently in a replay of Skyrim, and I do have a wizard. There you go. He, he doesn't have a staff. I mean, he has them. I don't use them. Maybe I should. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm listening to it right now. It's so fucking glorious, dude. When like, in I doubt, listen... staff fuck. it out. Fuck yeah, I've listened to this album so many fucking times, dude. It's stupid. <laughs> that's a, I mean, that's really all I gotta say about. It. I don't want to get too crazy. Let's see. So we're on to your number eight. Yes, my number eight. I'm going with Active Denial, brand new supergroup debut album, Negative, on Crusader Records. So. I've been talking about these guys for a while, but in case is anybody hasn't heard, is? so it's it's Bjorn from Soil. Okay, so first of all, so the whole thing revolves around these two dudes from, I believe, Croatia, right? Let's have a look. Yeah, Croatia doing uh, melodic death metal, and they just happen to get Bjorn from Soil work on vocals. You got Steve DiGiorgio on bass. You got Krim from Septic Flesh on drums, and you have this dude, John, who plays in uh, Bjorn's 80s rock project, Night Flight Orchestra. So it's, you know, I'm not, I'm sure they're not, you know, who's thrilled about the name, you know, tag all-star, but like, damn, dude, like, just for just for Steve DiGiorgio and, and Bjorn from Soilwork alone, you know what I mean? Let dude, how have I not so heard sick. this? So that's the thing, is like, it's, I can't believe it flew so under the radar, but again, it's a side project, and you know. God damn it, this fucking rules. So their whole thing, I love solo work, I love everything they've done to one degree or another, I love the weird 70s rock stuff they've incorporated more into their recent sound. This is if they kept going on the path of Predator's Portrait and Natural Born Chaos. Down to, they have Frederick Nordster, a melodic God, oh, death metal godfather, mixing and mastering this, dude. Like... I like this more than new soil work. Dude, again, this is way work. better than yeah. the new soil work yeah, album. Dude. So, Holy and, fuck. And to add to that particular flavor, looking at the artwork now, it's actually done by Soilworks uh, former keyboard player, Carlos Del Ohm Holmberg, who played on Steelbath Suicide, Chain Heart Machine, Predator's Portrait. But he also did the artwork for um, Chain Heart Machine, a Predator's Portrait, or figure number five and ride majestic which i didn't know till just now so like it's got all the the elements of classic soil work so you get to have the cake and eat it too which is i love it they do have a completely different live lineup for for shows and they're all dudes from croatia i think which makes sense i'm seeing that arrangement a lot you know where it's a recording lineup and a live lineup or whatever and again those are all dudes from established bands so it makes sense so again, having your cake God and eating damn. it too. Yeah, dude. Like this, this is awesome. This was a very pleasant surprise. And the same deal. They kind of just half the album was out by the time it came out in the form of singles with lyric videos and, and videos. I thought you were going to say it was uh, that that super group with fucking Ro- uh, Matt Bashand. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Does, aren't they called something like Active, active Defiance? Oh, Active Defiance. You know what I mean? So okay. it's like, well, you probably should have chosen a different name. I know, you yeah. Fuckers. Okay, yeah, that's. I, I was like, wait, am I fucking going crazy? So yeah, that's what I was thinking of. All right, cool. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like, dude, this is so sick. Everybody needs God, to, especially if you're a fan of great, peak dude. Gothenburg melodic death metal from the turn of the century, dude. Do yourself a favor and get this. This will be one of your new favorite releases. So sick. Dude, I just got to say thank you for fucking bringing this to my attention. This fucking rules, dude. Everybody get on it, dude. It's just good good. fun. I hate to derail that, but what's your number seven? (sighs) All right, hold on. Let me fucking, let me pause this shit. God damn Mm -hmm. it. Fuck, dude, that fucking. Oh, yeah. That's made in heaven. Fucking A, that is too good. Um, My number seven is going to get some people. Warf Lurch, Psychedelic Realms of Hell, fucking Party. psychedelic, slow, doomy death metal, fucking awesome. 
How do you spell that real quick? It's so cool. Like someone lurching around the wharf. W-H-A-R-F-L-U-R-C-H. Oh, my God. It's so fucking good, dude. But it's like if you took, um, I don't know. Like if you took a death metal band. Like if you took like Obituary. Because, I mean, these guys are from Florida. The Swamp. It's like if you took Obituary, made them a little bit younger, gave them even more fucking mushrooms, and made them watch, like, Ancient Aliens, and then just, like, left them out in the fucking swamp for days. I mean, that's what this is. It's it's swampy, psychedelic fucking death metal. It's grimy. It's fucking... Yeah, I feel that. It's so fucking cool. Again, cavernous vocals, sick fucking riffs. They even do some shit where they got... I, I like that they bring in some of those old effects. They do have some spots where they work in... Um, so my big beef with that Fulci album... Oh, yeah. Was... I, I mean, it's really only like four Fulci songs. I think it's four or five Fulci songs. And then it's TV Crimes for like four songs. Mm-hmm. And TV Crimes is like a fucking synthwave group. And it's like they didn't incorporate it in together. It's... These songs and then this song. These yeah. this it's almost like a split album. So this shit has like some synth wave synthy shit, not as poppy, but little synthy parts, you know, at the beginnings of the songs, sometimes in the middle, sometimes at the end. I mean, they really work in a lot of weird shit. And it's like it's like shit I've never heard before. Maybe that's because I have never shroomed this hard. I don't know. <laughs> That this thing is like, like this fucking really low vocal, really slow stomp riff. But then they got this crazy like vibrato guitar in the back. It's more like, like in the background and shit. Like it's like, who does that? No one fucking does that. So it's like, not only is it like one of my favorite things to fucking listen to, especially for this year, Mm -hmm. but it's also shit that's like, Blew me fucking out of the water because like I've never heard anything like this before. Also, the fucking album art, dude, is shit I've never seen before. It's a color scheme no one in their right mind would fucking use. It's like gradient fucking pink into green. Mm-hmm. I'll have to double check, but would I'm do that? like 99% sure Vincent played these or these guys on one of their one of his streams. Oh, dude, it's fucking it rules, dude. It's I, I, initially it was higher. Spoiler, another Florida band knocked him out, knocked nice. it down. But what is your number seven? Number Dude, seven. It is weird saying these other numbers. Yeah, for sure. We haven't even recorded that many times this year. Yeah. Uh, number seven, Ken Whitechapel. The uh, sequel to that last album that I can't remember the name of right now. The Valley. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. So it's interesting because I like I and he went on a whole stream going over the concept of like the lyrics and the overall theme and it sounded awesome but at one point I did the the cartoon brat kind of my eyes go in different directions cuz he was laying out of a lot of stuff all at once uh but it sounds really cool and um and I appreciate that he has like a the theme going in a story it's a fun listen I enjoy the places they're going a lot I enjoy him expanding the sound I'd be very curious to see how much. Obviously, got a back catalog out the ass to contend with too. But like, just how much of that makes it into the live set? Because like, I don't. You know, I wouldn't see a lot of these being live songs, especially 
the further the album goes on. But I do enjoy it. A I lot. could see them doing most of this live and actually cutting out what they used to do and just doing like tours where they do those first two albums front to back. Because when I saw them, dude, it was none of the old stuff at all. Not even one song off the first three albums. Huh. Granted, they had just done consecutive tours of the first two albums. First album mm. front to back, second album front to back the following year. Then I saw them. They were like, we're not doing any of those songs. It was all new shit, which was a total bummer for me. I should have went to one of those other fucking shows. But that being said, I'm going to preface with what I'm going to say. Because, I, I mean, dude, I don't foresee us doing a Whitechapel episode for a while because they're still going pretty fucking strong. And I don't think they've found, I don't think they've hit their final form yet. So, yeah, for sure. <laughs> my, my thing is, I, okay, first, I'm just going to say this right now. I think Phil Bozeman clean singing is a, outstanding. I love it. I think his fucking death growls and his death vo- voice, outstanding. I fucking love it. I don't like it together. If, but that's not the problem. Even even with that, even though I don't like it together, that's not the fucking problem. My problem with this fucking band is the music is fucking boring as fuck. If you're going to play music... Okay, I'm not trying to tell Whitechapel what to do, okay? I'm telling them what to do if they wanted to have me as a listener, which why would they fucking care? But for the sake of this podcast, here's what would work for me. Keep all the same music. Have Phil Bozeman... Stop screaming at all. None. Just sing. You're really good at it. It really, really... The parts of this album I really like are the shit where he's singing. I don't like the parts where he's screaming anymore, which is weird. The only other band that did this to me was Trivium. Mm, okay. And and that was just because I didn't like the way Hafey screamed at the time. The reason that I like it for these guys is because it started on the fucking valley and it's even more so on this one. I think it sounds better when he's not screaming over this shit. When he's screaming over this music, it it makes me think that he's or him as him as a representative of the whole band is just really just like trying to shoehorn in like let's still be heavy. You know, let's still be heavy. And it's like, why though? Why? I, I don't know. I I there's so much better. And I'm not saying all the fucking slow like parts. There's parts on here, dude, where the fucking music's going just fine, and he's singing on it. I just think like those other parts, you know, like are just fucking so much better. And and you know, yeah, towards the end of the album, it gets some of those songs are a little bit like way lighter. Mm-hmm. Maybe "Kin" is not a live set song. I don't know. I th- I, th- I think it would work good, like right in the middle of your set. Just, think, yeah, properly, like just. Like, I mean, really everybody just shuts things. the yeah. fuck up and listens to you perform this fucking song. Because Duke Kins, a it's it's a good song, man. Like, but that's more along the lines of like what I think is like, oh man, like. But here's here's what I hear from these bands versus what I hear from other bands. I hear a lot of other bands doing all this fucking computer effects shit. Okay, so they're almost taking it, making a guitar sound like it's in dubstep. Like that sort of thing. Big dives. Like that sort of thing. Lots of computer effects. Not stop box effects, computer effects. And computer manipulation to the songs and to the vocals. Cutting edge, we're going to the future. Fucking A, like this is fucking, you know, this is what we're doing. 
Here's what I hear Whitechapel doing. Let's do it the other way. Let's mix in fucking grunge with what the fuck it is, deathcore, whatever you want to call it. Let's just mix in more grunge shit. They are like the heaviest Pearl Jam you'll ever fucking hear. That's what it reminds me of. Except Phil Bozeman's a way better singer than Eddie Vedder. Mm-hmm. He's way better singer than Eddie Vedder. Nothing against Eddie. I love Eddie Vedder. I just never... I, his heart is his big thing, not his fucking vocal talent. Eddie Vedder's heart is his fucking thing. Phil Bozeman has the heart and he has the voice. And they're working it in real nice. I think once they get to the point for me where the music isn't boring... And they're working, they're able to work in, like like I said, I don't think they're hit their final form, dude. I think they're going to have this album, they're going to put out another one where it's like, they really nail this. And it's going to be a fucking masterpiece. I really, truly believe they're going to do that. And I think it's going to fucking blow everybody's fucking socks off. Or, like the Bangers and Mosh guy said, it's going to have everybody's birds go vertical. Because fucking dude, I'm telling you, it's going to fucking be something that no one's ever fucking imagined. Or people that have imagined it didn't imagine it sounding that good. I really fucking think that. I think they're still getting there. And I honestly do think they will get there. You know, it started with the Valley. I thought that was the first thing that they put out fucking since like, this is Exile that was like really outstanding as a whole album. And then this one, it's like, I like the Valley better, but this one is really good as well. Didn't make my list, but I do like the I do like the album to some degree. I like moments of this album. There's just too many moments that just are boring for me musically, not vocally. Mm-hmm. Like I'm listening to the song Kin right now, and it's just like, God damn, dude! It it, it reminds me of um, what's the fucking Hickory one? I know what you're talking about. I just can't think of. I'm, I'm so <sighs> shitty with song titles these days. I know what you're talking about though. Let's have a look. Hickory Creek. Yeah, there you go. It's. I don't think I've ever not liked a band but wanted to love a band (laughs) as much as Whitechapel. I think it's because at one point in time they were like the shit to me. You know, when they put out "This Is Exile," that was that was fucking everything. You couldn't even fucking touch them to me. It was just like, yep, these are these guys are the best band ever. You know, it's just unfortunately for me, it was literally just that one album. You know, because the next album just did not do it for me at all. Same. But I am glad it was on your list and we were able yep. to fucking discuss yep. it. And I'm glad, and I'm just like you, very curious to see where they go from there. I'd be curious to know if there's any more story to go with the whole thing of the last two records. It's it's, uh, it's semi autobiographical, you know, autobiographical. So right, and I wonder, I, you know, but I mean, I I think they could do that without that or start a new story. Fuck it. Yeah, you know, true. but I'm I'm curious to see where this whole fucking story thing goes. But man, like I just really think like they're so fucking close. Mm-hmm. For me, I know that they're there for everybody else. I mean, I all I saw since it came out, since before it came out, since that first single came out, you know, fuck people, Phil Bozeman, Phil Bozeman. It's, it's so cool seeing him get the fucking love that he deserves. Because fuck, man, guy changed the game, kind of. Yeah, absolutely. My number six is one of the most consistent bands in the past 10 years in the realm of death metal. A little band by the name of Aborted. Nice. Maniacult. Fuck, dude. I'm telling you, they're not fucking, it's not in a boring way, and it's not like an ACDC way. It's just consistent, dude. Mm-hmm. Ever since fucking... Global Flatline, I think, is what it was the one where that was like their big comeback album. Ever since then, 
to me, there's only one other band in death metal that's like that consistent. That's Cattle Decapitation. They consistently have the music, the production, the artwork, the look. You know, I, I mean, it's just all dead on, dude. It's all dead on. Like it, it's it's like it's like the MCU, man. It's almost like fucking Svencho's got this shit lined up like 20 years from now, and yeah. he's working backwards. I mean, it's it's insane, you know. And I mean, it's just. Kick-ass idea after kick-ass idea after kick-ass idea. I mean, you know, you got your fucking glow-in-the-dark, from from glow-in-the-dark shirts to fucking hitting neon colors because the 80s thing, to fucking doing retro fucking gore busters instead of ghost busters, oh, retro shirts that. like that. Yeah. You know, now they're putting out action figures of people on their album cover. I mean, it's, they're just there. Mm-hmm. They're at the top of the fucking heap. And then you bring in Joe Bad, you bring in fucking Oliver Ray Aileron, you bring in Ben Dewar for fucking guest spots. And I mean, fuck, dude. You're just they're hitting on all so they're like they're like they're like Slayer was. They're like Hatebreed and Slayer when they were just like those machines. They were like Pantera when they were like that machine of yeah. like you just knew you were gonna get the shit every single fucking time. It's just been going on for so long. It's getting to the point now where I'm like, well, even for this album, I was like, man, I I hope they can fucking, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, man, you don't even need to worry about that, you know, because yeah. I mean, fuck, it's it's fucking crazy, and that's not, dude, the crazy, because even crazier things, this isn't even his only band, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, Coffin Feeder almost sounds just like a board in anyway. Plus, he's in fucking Bent C, and you just told me he's got some other shit going on. Yeah, it was you know, Blood it's, Eagle it's something. Nuts. Yeah, yeah, it was a Blood Eagle baby or something like that. Let me check it out, because not to be mistaken with the actual band Blood Eagle from Denmark with Mirza Oh, it's like from, Infant Blood uh, Eagle or some shit like that? Yeah, let me let me look it up. But, I mean, fuck, dude. This album came out, I, I purposely, this was one where it was like, all right, I'm not listening to any of the fucking singles. And I, like I said, I don't know why I did that with fucking Spirit Box. But they're doing like the whole, I mean, I guess a lot of people call them Death Grind. And I and I get it now. I understand why a lot of people call them death grind, whatever. But I mean, they also have a lot of fucking black metal influence in their stuff. Mm-hmm. It just has more of a fucking death metal sound. Yeah. And so it kind of masks a lot of these different fucking styles that they're doing into quote unquote just death metal. You know, yeah. it's it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Traces of hardcore, even like, like right. They have they touch on so much, and actually, shit. their production is more like that deathcore production, where it's like that fucking really like high polished, crystal clear fucking sound, mm-hmm. you know. But they're too crunchy, too chunky to be fucking techy. They're too tech to be caveman. They're fucking. I mean, it's fuck, man. There's so yeah, they many. They fit their own little niche. Yeah, there's so many. The only other thing I can think of that's like it is cattle decapitation. Mm-hmm. You know, because they kind of do a, a similar fucking thing. And it's like, it's almost like they're their own genre. It's a yeah. two band genre, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like the shit. It's so yeah. fucking good. I mean, I could fucking gush about aborted forever, but I want to yeah. know what your number six is. My number six is the complete opposite of that. This isn't <laughs> oh, even metal at go. all, but it's metal related. So this is called white moth back or black butterfly. First album. in. I've heard of this. Why do I know this? So this is uh, Dan from Tesseract. So Dan obviously got Tesseract, progressive metal, straightforward. But he's also a really big pop guy, and he's got two pop projects. He actually had another one in the form of a solo career, but now he's moved that into the realm of alternative metal, and it's awesome. 
but so he's got two pop projects, and I would encourage anybody going back to the synthwave thing that's big on synthwave and just overall 80s vibes, check out Zeta with Chimp Spanner. Awesome. But... This is his other project in the form of more like adult contemporary pop. I'm listening to Prayer for Rain right now. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's big vibes. So it's him. It's the guitar player from Sky Harbor, which he also used to be in. Oh, nice. Yeah, I used to yeah. listen to those guys a lot. Yeah, and this other guy, Randy Slaw, who comes up a lot because he's like a legit actual composer guy that works with a lot of metal and rock bands. He did, um, he did the string arrangements on Periphery 2. He did string arrangements on the last misery or second to last misery signals. He did stuff with Devin Townsend, I, Intervals, Sky Harbor, you know, you name it, Unearth, like all the big ones. Humanity's Last Breath, Amity Affliction, Sleeping with Sirens. He's done stuff for TV. He's an honest. To this God, is like, like architects. If you legit took the guitars out, yeah, like yeah, some of this sure. stuff, yeah, like if you just. I mean, Architects is almost there anyway. But if you took the, all the guitars out, mm-hmm. this is kind of what you got. Yeah. No, you know? and like, it's it's awesome. It's got a cool, there's a cool male-female vocal exchange thing he go, goes through with his co-vocalist, Jordan. He went on this whole thing, and I won't even begin to try to to, like, spell it out because I wouldn't do it justice. But he went on this whole thing on stream when it was coming out about what the concept of the record is and what each song means. And like, like there is a whole cool theme running all throughout and it goes through. It's, it's some good you know, audio storytelling, man. It's, it's really, really good. Can't recommend it enough. Something different. It's funny. Cause like, Ooh, the dreamer. Yeah. Yeah. The whole yeah. thing's sick. Each song's got its own flavor. Like one song is a callback to an older song from an older album. Even, uh, the ending is triumphant. It's, 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 Back to front, awesome, uh, awesome artwork. Like, ah, it's just, it's just good. You know what I mean? And you know what's funny? So like, Tesseract started out screamy, and then when they got their other vocalist Ash, they did away with the screams altogether. And ever since Dan came back, they've just been adding little screams and a couple songs on each album. He screams more on this than the last couple Architects albums, and it's not even a, a metal or rock album. Even it's, it's fun. But awesome, a lot of stuff going on. If you want to try something very different, but just front to back consistently, great. White Moth back or Black Butterfly, Cost of Dreaming, on K Scope Records. Nice, hell yeah. yeah, that's yeah, that's fucking cool shit. I mean, that's something I would have to be in the mood for. But I, I mean, at this yeah, point, sure. it's like there's stuff like that where it's like, man, I mean, I'd rather listen to this than some of like the hip hop stuff I used to listen to. Maybe yeah. it's just me getting old. I don't know. Yeah, and anyway. again, if you're if you want a good synthwave kick, dude, Zeta. Oh yeah, I've listened to that quite a few times since you yeah, yeah. put me onto that. For sure. Uh, how about you, or number five? My number five. Ooh, we're halfway through. Yep. I think I might make a post of our six through tens, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's kind know. of an appetizer. Yeah. You know, I was like, well, it. if you want to listen, if you want to hear the rest, if you want to know the rest, like if it matters, you'll have to yeah. listen to the show. For sure. Enforced Kill Grid. So. Yeah, Enforced is sick. This is like the first like real like fucking thrash band I've listened to or even was turned on to after I first heard Power Trip. and was just like, God damn. Like, um, and I mean, I was way late to the party on Power Trip, but like mm-hmm. this one 
I don't remember who was who posted it who posted about it or whatever. I listened to it. it was like, God damn it. Okay, so this fills that void for me of Thrash. Then I found another band called High Command, which I'm hoping they have a new album coming out pretty soon. You know, and then there's another band called uh, another album that came out this year, fucking banger of an album, Spirit World. Spirit you know, World, another fucking Sick, thrashy dude. kind of fucking thing. Like I said, Mortal Vision, like all these. So this is a little more like straight thrash, but the vocals are heavy. Yeah, they're not death vocals, but they're like heavier vocals. Fuck, man, it is so fucking cool, dude. Like all those fucking moshy style, like you know the fucking you know like those style of riffs, like you know. And I get, I mean, I made a fucking tweet one time. It was just like, dude. The fucking ride bell on enforced kill grid. Like, I mean, because, dude, it's like its own fucking, it's its own fucking vibe, dude. It's like, it, it should have its own Facebook fan page, dude. Like, it's crazy how mm-hmm. how much it sticks out and how awesome it is that it's there, you know? But, I mean, fuck, from, like, UXO to Beneath Me, Malignance, Kill Grid and Curtain Fire, or, I mean, God. So, I used to, I, I, well, you know, I'm going to save the power trip thing for, for, power trip episode some someone might fucking remember that from this but this album i think is one of the fucking best thrash albums of all time just like i think nightmare logic is one of the greatest thrash albums of all time not just now of all time it's right up there with fucking ride the lightning and master puppets and all the like all the slayer albums all the megadeth shit whatever I'll take Nightmare Logic with all of them. I'll take Kill Grid from Enforced with all of them. I'm almost putting Wraith there as well, because Wraith's fucking mm. outstanding as well. I just like this a little bit more. Uh, I think Wraith will get there with their next album, I'm sure. Um, if you haven't listened to Enforced, go fucking listen to him now, especially if you're a really big Thrash fan, dude. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, like, you have to, you owe it to yourself. They fucking played here and I didn't go. I can't yeah, remember dude. why I didn't fucking go, but they played with Exhumed. Why did I not go to that? And yeah. Creeping Death Exhumed, was playing. Creeping it. Death, yeah. Fucking eh. But I think up. they're coming back. I, I think they're going to be back. So. Yeah, knock on I wood. think on a show that I wanted to see. Is that the obituary one? I think one? it's the obituary one. It's Obituary okay. Municipal Waste, Enforced Gate Creeper, and Spirit World. I'm looking Sick lineup. very forward to that, dude. Yeah, dude. What is your halfway point? So we talked about it already, and this was oh, let's do it. my album of the year at one point, dude. Was God hate or God's hate by God's hate, dude? Ah. These guys have so many bands together; it's ridiculous. Between the the Young Brothers in um, Twitching Tongues, and also Alec Faber, who's also in Twitching Tongues now. You got Anthony Gonzalez on one guitar that was also in Twitching Tongues at one point. Uh, and between all these guys, they also have they all uh, they also have a new one that I that was on my uh, EPs of the year list. Um, can't remember the name right now, but it's it was the heart the one hardcore release on there. But like they have so many side projects between all of them. <laughs> I didn't but realize God's, it was that many people from Twitching Tongues. I knew there's yeah. the two dudes or whatever, but yeah, yeah, the Young Brothers, Alec Faber, and then Anthony, who's uh, also a streamer. Check him out, Anthony XG. Twitch.tv. And who else you got? You got you got Martine from Terror, and he's also in a trillion other bands. Sometimes he fills in for Shababa. Really? Yeah. Like, it's it's three guitars now. Like, when this was nice. like a formalized lineup for this record, this is the lineup right here. 
And, uh, and then, yeah, you got Brody King on vocals, a professional wrestler on AEW that you can watch every night on, or excuse me, every Wednesday night on TNT or whatever it is. Like, dudes, it's it's like it's legitimately what if a pro wrestler fronted a hardcore band, and you, it's exactly, and it's like a wrestler Life voice, you know? Is yeah, man. Like the stage presence, like I would love to see him live one day. Um, and they all take turns, you know, trading vocals off to like, it's so sick, dude. Plus I it's do in... love that you can listen to the song God's hate from the band God's yep. hate off the album. God's yep. hate. And you can get a big ass sticker saying all of that. Like yeah. they lean right. In. That's the thing too. It's like, they're not, you know, trying to be the most serious thing in the world. They're leaning into the fun of it all. You know, it's, it's awesome. This whole idea of you take hate breed marauder. And some of the, I guess it's called Troy, New York bands like Stigmata and all that. And you roll it together, put a, a, a wrestler as the front person. You got God's Hate. Finest metallic hardcore record or otherwise of this year, in my opinion. Check it out if you want to mosh and have some fun or just have a good laugh. Bring it. On that note, your number four, good sir. Mine, we mentioned before, you mentioned before, Employed to Serve Conquering. Nice. This out fucked me up, dude. Oh, my God. The song I didn't like when it first came out, Exist. That little... Like, that shit at the start of it, I was like, what the fuck is this? I love it. I love it. But, dude, the fucking World Ender, We Don't Need You. Fuck! I mean, god damn it! This album's hard as fuck, dude. Mm-hmm. And I love the way she fucking. Sc- I always have. I fucking love the way she screams. I know. Did the dude sing much on the first album, or am I just forgetting it? Uh, Did on I the first album, it? I don't. I don't think so. I'm not sure, but I don't think so. Like that. That I know. I didn't listen to that second album very much. Yeah, and I love that second album. Like this, it, it's that second album's way up there. That was that was my favorite until this one. It's pretty close between them now. But yeah, once what Sammy started singing more, her husband like like that vocal interplay. Because I started, so I, I was listening to Mark of the Grave, and I'm like, is this a guest spot, dude? And then I, yeah, I, yeah. I was like, oh wait, no, no, because the dude does sing. I yep. still think he sings that much on the no, other yeah. albums. Yeah. Well, like yeah, that, but dude, that end part of Mark the Mark of the Grave, like dude, the end of fucking World Ender, mm-hmm. the song Conquering, Standing Alone. I mean, fuck, it's just banger, fucking after banger after banger on this album. Yeah, you know, and I mean, this one just took me by complete fucking surprise this year. Like, I, I mean, I was, you know, I was like, all right, cool. I mean, I wasn't even excited it was coming out. I was like, oh, cool, like another fucking Employee to Serve album coming out. Like, mm-hmm. that's cool. And then I fucking listened to it. it was like Jesus, dude. Yeah, I could take it a like, big step up. Well, yeah, it's like oh, you know, all right, I'll fucking throw it on, listen to a couple songs or whatever. And it was just like I'm not turning this shit off. Yep. You know, and then next thing I know, the album's getting over, and I'm just like starting it over again. I'm like, yeah. nope, let's do it again. Like fuck it, it's so fucking sick, dude. Yeah. Really stoked on these guys because I remember that that one the one song of theirs that really got me was that fucking. Off the first album is that, but down. That's the second album. I spend my oh, days wasting yeah, in the way. That, that's I mean, the second album. Yeah. Okay, so that's the one I've heard the most. 
I yeah, yeah that, that is yeah that's so the, the album one. after that was the one I didn't really listen to much. Yeah, that was the but first like, one on Spine Farm. Yeah, that fucking you know you get that sound and I'm like yeah like this is fucking dope dude like mm-hmm. mostly that fucking song you know what I mean and it's like all right cool like and and I didn't love a whole lot of other stuff from him it was just like another like it was you know and I mean honestly like the name really stands out. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like you see the name, it's like, oh, I, m- I remember that band. All right, cool. Yeah, they have that one song. Right? Oh, yeah, cool. And then me a couple other whatever. But then, like this, like I said, I mean, this album came out. It's just like, Jesus fucking Christ, dude! Like, yeah. where the fuck did this come from? You yeah, know, it's yeah. unreal, dude. Like, it just blew me fucking blew me away. Had my mm-hmm. bird at vertical all fucking day. It was so fucking good, dude. Like, oh my god, I, you know. There's a lot of these bands, like, 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 you know, so I want to do an OSDM episode because a lot, a lot of those bands aren't old enough to do, like, full episodes yet, you know, and, you know, there's other bands, like, I mean, Employee Deserves another one, you know, where it's like, man, you know, Whitechapel's another one, it's like, ah, oh, I can't wait till these yeah. catalogs get even bigger. Yeah, well, it's it's gnarly, though, because they are, bands like that are in a weird spot where they're not brand new either, like, like, like by, by the time they get here, they'll have at least four records under their belt, you know? Oh yeah, it's and again, like hopefully, because each album's been different than the last, and I can't wait to see what the next one turns out to be. You know? Yeah, I, I mean, I was completely surprised by this dude. Like, couldn't even fucking believe it. And then it just kept. I mean, this is one. It, I mean, it when I first put it in. I mean, it started off at ten. I mean, it just kept jumping up. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. oh. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I keep listening to this fucking album, man. Like you know, and I do get a little bit of help. Uh, trying to pay attention to what I what I am listening to because a lot of times, you know, you will take your favorite shit and you're like, oh, I'm listening to that all the fucking time. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Actually, I'm not listening to that at all. I'm just hearing it in my head, you know? So it's like I go to Spotify stats, you know, every three months or so, three or four months, and I just kind of think like, what have I been listening to a lot of? Yeah, exactly. Numbers don't lie. I mean, what have I been actually listening to a lot? And it's like, fuck, I mean, they've been in my fucking top four, my top four of most listened to, this album is in my top four most listened to, like, for most of the, most of the fucking year, once I start checking it, mm. you know, and I it's like. I I'd do that too. So since it came out, I mean, it's been in, like, my top four of, like, most listened to albums, artists, because you could check albums, artists, and songs. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, wow, like, I just didn't realize I was listening to this album this much, dude. Yeah, and it's like, sure. man, it's just pure fucking enjoyment every time I hear it. So, yeah, it had to be at number four. Um, what is your number four? So, if you've been picking up on a couple things, I said there wasn't any, like, distinct patterns you could pick up on. But there's one I'm starting to notice, finally, is creepy and dark. So, we're going to continue that momentum with Zayo's last album, The Crimson Corridor. The artwork, already creepy as hell, man. It's funny to think. It'll be interesting to do a Zayo album, because when they started out, they were like an evangelical... Like, the way Earth Crisis was about straight edge and vegan, these guys were about Christianity. Like, like they would throw Bibles in the crowd, and even, the, like, the most Christian dudes are like, I can't get behind how gnarly Christian Zayo was when they started out. Granted! Every member quits except the drummer after two <laughs> albums because he's hard to be around supposedly at the time. Um, and then he recruits an entire new group of dudes and the message is completely different. The sound is completely different where it's this creepy metal and just the shape they've taken ever since then. Like they got less and less Christian to the point where 
like again, that original drummer is not even in the band anymore. They're it's a completely different lineup than when they first started, and they've become the definitive Zayo now. Like when you think Zayo, most of the time you think creepy metal, used to be Christian band, um, and this is just keeping that momentum going, dude. The whole thing front to back is haunting. I like all the visuals they've put out there on YouTube to go along with the the videos they do have. Like I wanna. This is the kind of music that makes me want to just go in a corner and just wig out and be weird, dude. Like, <laughs> and like, and Dan I can, Wyant, I can definitely tell that's that would be great for that. Yeah, and Dan Wayant continues to be one of my favorite lyricists. Like, even if I can't figure out what the hell he's talking about, like, I'm just intrigued by the concept. But like, like when you do, oh man. Now I gotta save some stuff for a Zayo episode. I don't want to spill it all right now, but like. This is the mood I find myself in most of the time these days, and they they continue to excel at it and kind of fill their own niche. And I hope to hell I get a chance to see them live again. It's been 12 years. And it's commendable for everything I said about them having crazy lineup changes throughout the years. I, I they, It's been now the same dudes for 16 years, and like longer than they, you know, anything before that. So it's it's funny it's funny to think even though one guitar player couldn't be there for some of the shows cuz he fucked up his knees at a other show I've been seeing the same lineup of Zayo the entire time pretty much. So that's it's awesome they've been able to keep it together this long and they've been the most productive in their entire career in the last like 5 years or whatever and I more power to them. I can't wait to see what they do next. Zayo Crimson Corridor Get into it, get weird, get dark. Your number three. Number three is Worm Foreverglade. Fucking, I don't even know what you call it. It's 20 bucks spin metal, dude. It's fucking yeah, yeah. death, you know doom. Yeah. yeah, dirty death. Dude, swampy death, dude. And this is another mm-hmm. one where like the album artwork, <laughs> I mean, could be album art of the year. Like fucking A. I mean, from fucking Merc Above the Dark Moor, Right into that fucking on fucking cloaked in night winds, like fuck everything. It's creepy sounding. It's evilish sounding. It's fucking heavy as fuck. It has melody in it. This is the one I was saying. Like the cavernous vocals are just like insane, dude. It just sounds so fucking huge, man. Like you know, Empire of the Necromancers, and it sounds like the the weird thing is like these dudes like. I just saw some promo pictures. I mean, they're straight up in like corpse paint and shit. Like it fucking cracks me up. But like this one just really like, like Stormkeep really. I mean, you want to talk about go fucking go into a corner and fucking turn this on and creep out. I mean, this album like really fucking sets me off on like just different paths, stories in my head of just all kinds of weird shit. I mean, it's, it's crazy, dude. Like, and I've, um, because I've been sick, I've been sleeping out on the couch. Mm. And I mean, this has turned into one of my favorite fucking albums to sleep to, man. Not overly long. I mean, six songs, 44 minutes. But I mean, fuck, I would say like my highlight, we cloaked in night winds, man, with, with that fucking 11 minute runtime. Like, it's just a fucking masterpiece, dude. And this is this is another one where it's like, I think it's like their second album. But this was like the big one that like everybody was waiting for because they had Gloom Lord last year. I do like that one as well, but I I didn't hear it 
last year. The production on it's not quite as good. It's a little more mu- that muddy, a little thinner. Mm-hmm. But the stuff is there, and it's like, oh my god, dude. This was one I was waiting for all year as well. Solely off of like, I think someone posted uh, Merc Above the Dark more, like the single. And I didn't know this album was coming out this year. So I was just like, well, I'll check out the single, whatever. I, I thought it was an album. I listened to it. And I was just like, oh, my God, I need more of this. And totally lucked out and found out that there was an album coming out this year. So lucked out on that one. Thank you, Metal Twitter, on that, too. Because, I mean, this is something. Fuck, I don't know how I would have ever heard of this. You know, I mean, now I know to go to Bandcamp and actually, like, you can go to, unlike Spotify, you can go to Bandcamp and you can look up fucking Maggot Stomp Records and they'll have, like, their whole shit listed. You can go to fucking 20 Bucks Spin. You can go to, what is it, Dark Descent or something like that. Like, you could go to all of Lacerated Enemy, Reality Fade. They have all the shit listed there, dude. Like, and, you know, um, oh, another shout out for another fucking cool Death Doom band. Mortiferum put out a new album this year as well. It's fucking excellent. Their, their record label, I mean, fucking tons of shit. Like, and without, I mean, you're not really going to a website, but you can listen. I mean, you can stream all, like, most of the stuff, right? And it's like, buy merch from there. You can do whatever. So really what I've been taking it to is uh, I do like the interface better on the computer. So I've been getting on my computer, putting on my headphones, get on Bandcamp, just start fucking, just start diving, dude. Yeah, buddy. Just start diving. And I mean, looking at record labels. Sewer Rot Records is another one, dude. Shout out them, those guys. Unique Leader, shout out. Again, another awesome year for the Unique Leader, dude. Like, yep. Pyrexia is back. Fucking Abominable Petrinity is back. I don't know if they're unique anymore. Um, also, hey, Pathology put it on another album as well. And it's mm-hmm. one of the better ones they've put out. So, you know, shout out all those dudes as well. Let's go to your number three is. So I'm noticing uh, our. our... We like creepy stuff here. We might have to make a creepy <laughs> thing of some sort. You know what's not creepy, though? My number three, Turnstile, Glow On. <laughs> like, I who seriously thought... thought this was going to be your number one. Holy shit. Now I'm It was. It confused. was at one point. Yeah. yeah it, dude, again, everything got moved up over the course of time. There is one weird upset coming up, but you'll see. But, like, yeah, dude, for a long time, this was my number one. Like, you know, who would have thought after all this talk about how dark and creepy we like stuff just something so upbeat and positive and like funky and like dude like what they're doing with hardcore is so sick and just in general music dude like and full disclosure i didn't really get turnstile until i saw them open for bane uh six years ago and like that you know sometimes that's what it takes have they always been like this not to that degree. Like, okay. like you could hear hints of it when they started earlier on. Because just, like, if you told me that whole, like, second Leeway album vibe with the, the chorus-y guitars and that more crossover-y vibe was going to creep into aspects of hardcore, especially with Turnstile, I would have been like, that sounds weird, dude. And now I'm just like, it makes total sense, you know? And it's, it's creepy. It's crept into other aspects of what's going on in hardcore right now. Amongst there's so many different kinds of hardcore. There always has been, but especially now, like, dude, there's it's cool. It's it's eclectic as hell. Oh yeah. But like the way Turnstile does it, dude, just just everything's super bright and colorful and like like it's all it's just a good vibe and it's the the posy jumps they do on stage. Like I you, you couldn't help but do that, you know? It's Vibes for days and like the the eclectic 
nature of the songs, like each, you know, there's similarities in all the songs thematically. But like, didn't this dude like sit down one's... in the middle of a pit? You might. I mean, like I haven't seen him in a long time. I, I a think lot there was. I think then. there was somewhere he just like straight up like sat down in the middle of a pit and was fucking singing one of the songs or some oh, shit. I can like, picture that. Yeah, dude, like, it was crazy. Like, and everybody was just like walking around this pit, like shaking each other's hands and shit. It was yeah. It's insane what these guys are doing. Like, it's so out there. It's, yeah, it's in fact like, it's so out there. I don't even know if I like it. I don't know how I feel yeah, about it. I can see that. Well, so the, here's the big thing: is like in hardcore. I, I kind of got a sense of like in metal about 13 or 14 years ago, like everything just like, nah, dude, like, like, just like with the rethrash movement was just like, okay, the most textbook metal metal for the sake of metal thing. I think that the boundaries of hardcore have expanded so much that like some of the old heads, like there's a wave of like dudes that were like, nah, man, it's going to be hardcore for the sake of hardcore. Now. And I'm like, I was like, why dude, we, we've had that for so long. It's not going anywhere. There's no need to feel threatened, you know, like. Oh, I can see old dudes hating it. Like, I can yeah. see the old hardcore dudes yeah. hating this shit. But at the same yeah, time, yeah. it's like, you know what, man? You don't have to like it. But it's, exactly. but it's like, yeah, your shit ain't going anywhere. You yeah. know, it's like, fucking whatever. But just like, the fact, and I think this is part of the pushback, is this is going to open up the door for so many people to get into hardcore. They just played Seth Meyers. They've been invited on all these hip-hop fests. They're in, like, fashion magazines and stuff because they're stylish dudes. Uh, the bass player Franz is like a is a fashion model, and in, in addition to playing bass in the band, you know what I mean? Like, it's 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 awesome. Like, screw it, dude. Why not? Why not have more unique character in in these bands? You know what I mean? Like, and again, oh, yeah. since I haven't seen them since they were an opening act for Bane six years ago, now they're doing all these crazy headline shows, and I'd love to see what they've turned into since. You know, like it's just pure energy and vibe. It's like. You got the fast aspect of old bad brains, but you also got like kind of the cool, I wouldn't say dancier stuff, but vibier stuff for sure of latter bad brains. Oh, yeah. Everything else in between and on all these other elements, you know. They got Mike Elizondo, protege of Dr. Dre, producing this album. Like, really? Yeah, dude. Like that's what I'm saying. It's like these guys can tap into so many other things, and so many other <laughs> bands are afraid to. And it's just like, why not expand those horizons? You know what I mean? Like, keep pushing. I love it. Can't wait to see what they do next. And of course, shout out to the uh, story earlier in the year of uh, finding that somebody took a shit on the stage at a turnstile show, whether intentional or not. Sometimes things just Gross. get rattled loose. You know, like <laughs> these things happen. Speaking of number twos, what's your number two? Oh my god, dude. All right. Much like Skeletal Remains last year, Celestial Sanctuary. Mm, okay. Soul Diminished, perfect death metal, crunchy, big, wide sounding guitars, huge vocals, not super low. Reminds me of like Young Chuck, Tardy esque. Even to some degree, Morbid Angel, because uh, the very understandableness. But also, like, so I guess these guys are part of this new wave of British death metal. I don't know who else is in this group. <laughs> I, I didn't know I've they been were British, seeing that, so I'm caught off guard. I've been seeing that thrown around. But it's something I'll talk about more in the OSDM. Is, you know, one is, like, what makes it OSDM, and two is, like, why I like it so much. But... I mean, just riffs, dude. Riffs. I 
preview for that fucking episode, man. I, th- I think one of the reasons why I fucking realized why I was so drawn to this was because I kind of realized that a lot of the fucking the reason I love like slam stuff. One, I've, I've realized like a lot of the stuff that I listened to over the years and recently that I consider just normal death metal is actually like very, very technical death metal. I forgot about simple death metal. The other thing is it's like very brutal. And the other thing is like the reason I think I like the slams so much is because when they're not doing the slams, they're not really playing a lot of riffs. Mm-hmm. And I miss the riffs. And I mean, sure. this shit is riffs. And you'll find out with my number one. But like, dude, Suffer Your Sentience, the song, did that fucking... So fucking good. The end of Endless Cosm. Like, the breakdown of Mass Extinction. I mean, the fucking album rules. They just played their first fucking show earlier this year. You know, I mean, so that I could brand new fucking band dude like because i think they started last year and i couldn't even play anywhere live so yeah i've been seeing that a lot it's just like all the like it's like if you it's like if you took and looked if you looked up uh you know that stank face yeah you know what i mean and you had to put music to it it would be fucking celestial sanctuary dude like and this is one I actually checked out because earlier this year, Daz Shall Perish, I think he repost, retweeted um, Bangers and Mosh because I think they had these guys on the show or they were going to have them on the show because I think the album had just come out or something like that. And, you know, they're UK. These guys are UK. So I think mm. that's what was going on. And then I checked it out. was just like, I mean, I kind of just threw it in a fucking OSDM playlist. You know, because I was going through related artists, and I don't even know if I listened to it when I threw it in there. And then all of a sudden, I heard—I think the first song I heard was "Soul Diminished," and I was just like, "God damn!" Because I get a lot of like old school, like like early death vibes from this band, like a lot. Um, I also get a lot of Bolt Thrower vibes, which you know is nice as well. As much as I talk shit about, I used to talk shit about Bolt Thrower. I actually, I've always liked. I've always enjoyed listening to Bolt Thrower. I mean, fuck, I'm a big Amon Amarth fan. It's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, I can see that. You know, so, well now, okay. I'm pretty sure you might know what my number one is, but now I'm really fucking curious. All right, give me your fucking number two. Let's do this shit. All right. What the so, fuck? This, this is a little different with the replacement thing because this was my number one when it first came out. And I think the problem is I just listened to it too much when it first came out. Was uh, the new Cynic? Oh, codes. I still haven't yeah. even heard it. But it it's just a came out, listen. right? Yeah, uh, a little less than a month ago, November twenty sixth. And again, I just did it. I jumped in too hard. I think too fast. So this definitely was number one, um, and that's the only reason it probably isn't right now. But like, so. Obviously, awful circumstances, both Sean Reinert and Sean Malone passing away, and that's the crux of what the album's about. Not only that, though, there's an extra layer where the art on the album's done by Martina Hoffman, who was the wife of Robert Venosa, the artist who did every Cynic release from Focus until this one. Um, nice. So there's just, you know, it's a whole theme- thematic element of processing grief. And so the whole trip is... Um, 
there's 18 tracks, but there's only actually eight songs of actual music. The rest is these trippy interstitials that are in there, and they're not sketches or skits so Weird, much. they look like... Well, I mean, the album's called Ascension Codes, and I mean, they look like codes. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like, it's trippy as hell. It's a, it's a fitting continuation of that thematic art, but it's a picking up in a new spot from what came before from the former artist and so it's a it's cool enough that it's that dude's wife that's continuing on and so is there vocals on this at all there is there is it's um again a lot of this is is weird interstitial yeah this is out there it's it's the trippiest cynic album to me by far like it's it's even uncomfortable at times like like they went some places on here i you know they never would have thought to go like it's you want to talk about, because like so what do you got you got focus which laid the groundwork there was nothing like it at the time you had them coming back years and years later with traced in air and it's a slightly more atmospheric take on it then you got uh shit whatever the one after that is where they just went full prog and not even metal at all now you're coming back very different circumstances very different lineup different themes different vibe overall and now a little bit more of that punchiness. So that's the word that's been used a lot is punchy. There's a level of, of oomph to it that hasn't been with Cynic for a while. And because, unfortunately, and Sean Reiner was gone before he passed away, uh, but you got Matt Lynch, who doesn't so much try to replicate Sean Reiner to put his own influence spin on it. And so, like, it's obvious that it's obvious that it's not Sean Reiner, but, like, it's got a character all on its own and it fits perfectly. And so those are the only two guys that are really quote unquote cynic right now is Paul and that guy, Matt Lynch. But you got these other guys coming in. And so I like the idea that instead of trying to replace Sean Malone on bass, because it's an impossible task, they have this dude, Dave McKay. In addition to doing the rest of the keyboards and electronics on this album, he's also doing bass synthes- or synthesizer to fill that void. So it's a completely different take. And in addition to that, have you heard Pliny yet? I haven't heard anything from him for quite a while, but I used to listen okay. to that shit like fucking constantly. Yeah. So he does two guest uh, leads on this album, oh, and cool. they were. I mean, it sounds like the shit that he would do. Yeah, yeah. So that's awesome. And then um, the growls are sort of back, but they're very in the background, very, very, very. Like you'd have to actively listen for them, and it kind of accentuates the with the music. And the guy they got to do them is Max Phelps, who was actually in Cynic as a guitar player and backup vocalist for five years. So this is the actual only thing he's recorded with them, but only as a guest musician in this respect. But if you haven't heard Max Phelps, uh, he's the go-to guy for Chuck-type stuff now. So much huh. so that he's the guy who they get. He? Like he, His name's Max Phelps, and he's huh. also in a couple other bands. Like his band bands now are Exist and Wait. But... Like his stand, like he dresses head to toe like Chuck did in the in the latter days. He's got that same guitar. He holds it and plays it the same friggin' way. But he's got the vocal approach to where he does the death to all tours. He's the guy fronting death to all when they do that now. And he also just did a thing where they uh, they did a live stream thing in Florida, uh, where it was they played symbolic back to front, and it was him alongside Bobby Cobell and Kenley Conlon and Shannon Ham and all these other guys that were in death alongside Steve DiGiorgio and Dirk Verbeeren. Like, he's the go-to guy for nice. Chuck and Chuck-like stuff now. And that's who they got huh. for the backups on there, and I think it's sick. But yeah, front-to-back thematic, 
thing about processing the grief of all the loss. I'd be very curious to see moving forward, dude. Like, I'm I'm glad, obviously, you know, Paul persevered with in the light of everything. Supposedly, he's a North County guy now, too. So, really? he's kind of sort of local, yeah. But yeah, man, like, again, like, the only reason it's not actually my number one is because I went in too hard all at once, which it's really easy to do because it's a sick album. It's It's easily their most experimental i'm trying to i'm trying to think now if fucking misery signals put out an album this year or if fucking shy no no no. i'm trying to think who it would even fucking be we've already talked about oh okay there yeah wait well let's get to your number one first my number one probably not a shock to some people if you've been paying attention online frozen soul crypt of ice there you go fucking a dude banging ass fucking riffs the simplest shit it's the closest thing to obituary I've ever fucking heard. I mean, mm-hmm. easiest fucking death metal. I mean, I went and fucking saw him live, and it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. It was an entire fucking bar headbanging. Mm-hmm. The way Just you want it to be. everybody. Even the fucking bar. I looked over. Even the fucking bartender stopped pouring the beer for a second and was just like fucking boom, but just headbanging, dude. Like, yeah. if you don't like fucking headbanging this, then don't listen to this. Like, don't listen to this fucking album, dude. If you don't like it, don't listen to this album because it's going to make you fucking headbang, dude. From Crypt yeah. of Ice, Arctic Stronghold, from fucking Wraith of Death and Merciless to that fucking riff and Faceless Enemy, which was... Oddly enough, was my most played song this year at 37 times. That fucking riff at the end. They didn't play it fucking live. I was kind of bummed out, but that's all good because everything else fucking ruled, dude. You got, I don't want to say mammoth, but the guy, like, I mean, when he fucking, I don't even know their fucking names. When you got the singer... When he puts that fucking mic stand up on his fucking back and just starts moving with it, dude. I mean, huge, dude. I mean, they're from, I mean, these guys are, they're, they're feeling it. I mean, Power Trips, Power Trips stepped into that spot where Pantera fucking left. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then Power Trip is all but done. And Frozen Soul is stepping in that same spot because they're from the same areas. They're from fucking Texas as well. And I mean, that's, their spot to fucking grab. And I mean, and they're, they are the band to do it. Like, they're fucking two guitar players, riff fucking city all fucking day, man. I mean, I don't know. They, it's weird because, like, I mean, they look a little bit older, like, when you're looking at them on stage. But I mean, I don't think they're that old, man. I don't think they've no, been a band no for very long at all. And no. then fucking do, like, the bass player, for some reason, I'm looking at her bass and I'm like, God, why does that bass look so fuck, fucking familiar? Yet no one has that bass. And it, oh, someone does have that fucking bass. Joe from fucking Bolt Thrower had that yep, fucking bass. Absolutely. And I'm like, that makes fucking absolute fucking sense. It's Bolt yeah. Thrower. It's fucking obituary. It is fucking, it sounds cold. Like mm-hmm. the album sounds cold. And way to stick to a theme, dude. Oh, they yeah, are dude. all about that shit. Fucking is awesome, dude. They have like the old 7-Eleven bear, the, the, the fucking icy, yeah. the bear with the sunglasses. They got a fucking yeah. shirt with that motherfucker on it. They got fucking slow pain, cold death fucking shirts all fucking day. They just came out with a beer. I don't doubt it. That makes sense. Or somebody came out with a run of beers, Frozen Soul. Frozen Soul beer. I mean, fuck, Crypt of Ice, Arctic, Strang- Arctic Stranglehold, Encased in Ice. I mean, shit, but also like beat to dust, twist, twist the knife, faceless enemy, grave digger. I mean, it's all that old school fucking shit. It's just so perfect. 
And I mean, I, I, I swear, dude, it's just like fucking, I mean, it started in 2018 when Gravedigger, or sorry, Gatecreeper made my fucking albums of the year. And it crept in fucking last year. It's, and I mean, there was no way I could avoid this obsession with old school death metal when, especially like my age where I grew up listening to death metal, you know, I don't call it old school death metal because it was just old. Yeah. Old school implies that it's not old. You know, it's it's doing the old school thing. And and so it's like I there's no way I couldn't listen to this and at some point just completely fucking fall in, dude. Like this is the one concert I wanted to see this year. I mean, I was so glad I got to fucking go. I mean, dude, the Soggy Bottom Boys, the Sangosuka Bog, they were fucking cool too. Inoculation knocked out of the park. One of the ones that really surprised me, Vomit Forth, dude, really fucking came through i mean that shit was like dying fetus heavy you know and i mean and then frozen soul comes out with the blue lights the whole fucking time they do a big fucking you know fucking r.i.p riley gale you know i mean it's just they're just like the fucking awesomest fucking bands you know so it was it was really fucking cool to see those guys and it's really fucking cool to see like the success they're getting because i remember listening to the demo going holy shit like this demo's pretty cool you know like yeah I wasn't super into it, but I was like, it's pretty fucking cool, dude. You know, like, so I was waiting for this album to come out. And I mean, we got to go all the way back to January for this one. Yeah. This was like the first one, right? Yeah. This is like the first fucking week. It was the first week, the first Friday of the year, yeah. last, uh, this year. So it's like, we're, we're taking it all the way back. And I've been listening to this shit ever since. The first time I listened to it, I was on a job site, had a little extra time, threw on my headphones. It was like, all right, heads fucking nodding, whatever. And I mean, just throughout the fucking year, it's like, oh, I'm putting Frozen Soul back on. And I was like, yeah, there's no way this isn't my fucking album of the year. I knew it fucking in like June. You know, hmm. I, I'm, I'm like, there's just no way. This fucking rules too hard. It's almost like it was made just for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. There you go. The epitome of fucking caveman death metal. I mean, this is it right here. Absolutely. I, uh, I would like to say a lot of things, but I think they would best be suited for that OSDM episode we're talking right, about. Right, right. I don't want to get too much onto that um, side. So my number one, Frozen Soul, Crypt Device. What's Fuck my number yeah. one? Thank you for a fi- fantastic album. If we said it before, I don't know. Did you even really say much about it? Um, are you Are you taking fucking... Are you taking Spirit Box, Eternal Blue? I am. Oh, my God. I almost said Cannibal Corpse. So that's the thing, Dude, man. Like, tell me, tell me about it. So first off, I've I don't think I've actually ever heard the Courtney stuff that she did with uh, I wrestled the bear once. I only knew the former singer, um, and I appreciated what they did on paper, but I like never really cared for it, so I never checked it out. So when I heard there was a new band with Courtney, who used to be in I wrestled the bear once, and her husband was the last guitar player they had before that whole lineup split um i was like okay that's cool and then uh it was actually jay from tesseract like everybody would request that he play along to some of their songs and when i finally heard it i was like okay because I, I think the first song i heard was blessed be which actually isn't on the album that's the one they left off that's my most listened to spirit box song it's my second most listened to song this year oh wow there you go to faceless enemy by frozen soul and yeah i was i was really surprised it wasn't on the album yeah so and that was the thing they didn't even have like they had some sort of independent or licensing record deal of some sort and then it just seems like from there it just 
kept picking up speed and more people started paying attention and like to the point where they didn't even need to hear about I wrestle the bear once to to move forward with it like it just started happening very organically uh and they just put out singles like you know the the singles that they put out up to a point where there was no record deal in place that rise record deal came later and it seems like it especially took the next step when it they put out holy roller where they had that midsummer video and it just everything kind of took on a life of its own it's like oh man they can do kind of this ethereal chill but heavy or metal thing but they can also just be really really brutal and and nasty and fucking and there was a whole spectrum and then they could even be somewhere in between the two uh and so when the record finally came out there was a huge hype around it they were they were i don't want to say they were prophesized to be the second coming or anything but like jesus man like there was a lot of weight put on these shoulders and they it's probably the most hype album of the year yeah man and they they debuted their debut album came out on the in the top 15 on billboard dude like fucking good on them and then they got that that opening slot for Limp Bizkit that they had to shut down early because of the covid scare with with the Limp Bizkit camp but everybody rallied behind them like cuz they believed in him so much that they they helped him cover all the expenses from the losses of the cancellation and like it's cool to see how much this is being rallied behind you know so Fast forward to when the album... I held the power of a dying son. I climbed the altar and I claim my place as God. Oh my God, dude. It's so good. And then you listen to Constance and it's one of the prettiest songs ever. Yeah, man. Like, it's an incredible flow. Is it Constance? Is that the name of it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's about her grandmother, I think. Yeah, Um, I mean, fuck. It's... Yeah, when you find out what it's about, you're like, oh, shit. (laughs) It's gnarly. But, like, so that that was the thing. I knew I was going to like it when the album came out, and you got, um, fuck, what was it? Sun Killer or something like that? The Sun Killer fucking rules. Sam Carter from Architects jumps on Yellow Jacket, which that song fucking rules. So, like, when it it came out, I was like, yeah, this is really good. I didn't expect, you know what I mean? It was, I think it was something similar to what you were saying earlier, where it kind of crept up on me. It was like, oh. I'm listening to this, like, a lot more than... What's your favorite song on the album? So here's the thing, man. As far Give as those... I remember I remember the day that uh, Secret Garden came out. Vincent's, nice. like... That was the thing. He used to do a thing on his streams where it was it was heavy metal space shooter time where he'd put on some random space shooter and put on a song or something. So he's like, okay, we're just going to sit here and check out the new Spirit Box because Courtney's on um, whatever song that I think... Whatever the, the video song is on The Last Acacia Strain, she's on that song yeah and so there's obviously a connection there and so he's like yeah let's put this song on and like we're just sitting there listening and he's like holy shit this is amazing as it's going on and we're just like and that's like the full-blown you know just super melodic all singing side of the spectrum right which i discovered i like a lot and again it's awesome that they can kind of do it all but so when the album finally comes out we get to hear the album cuts and um it's a toss-up between secret card and, and then the one before that the summit I really oh, like the summit. Mine is uh, we live in a strange world and weird reason. We still haven't finished it for some reason, but that fucking don't let the bastards grind you down. I mean, that's like what they say on uh, Handmaid's Tale. Oh yeah, I've never yeah, seen it. it. I mean, it, they, I mean, they only say it a couple times or whatever. But the vibe of the song, like it's it's got this weird like the computer fucking drum beat or whatever, and then it's got this like kind of like a peppyish vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I found like it doesn't have a. It's not as good. Well, a lot of their stuff isn't guitar driven, but yeah, for sure. 
that's the one that just turned into my favorite. The Summit, I mean, the Summit reminds me of a Tesseract song. Well, so that's they've they've been very vocal. That's one of their biggest influences, Tesseract. And oh, you could tell. Yeah. I mean, just from the bass, the way the bass sounds and the the way it works with the drums, you can tell they're very Tesseract driven. Yeah, and, you know, gent light kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, the only reason this didn't make it was because I was like, like your thing was cynic. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so burnt by that time the album came out, and I've listened to the album at least. 20 times at least so let me ask you this did I you mean, i listen to this album a lot like, and it's just really just kind of like oh man like yeah no for sure but so let me so what, what i found myself doing is like going okay i've heard the singles enough and i just skipped them for the album cuts to the point where like after enough time happened then i started listening to the album in full you know well this made a huge comeback but it was like this it's not so much that's the big thing i think for this year is like it's not so much the stuff fell off the list. It's just stuff moved up the list. Exactly, yeah. And it's like, as much as I'll like stuff like Spirit Box, and I love Spirit Box, I never liked I Wrestled a Bear once, any iteration of it. I always thought it kind of thought it was a joke band. Yeah. I had no idea that she was in that band. Yeah, I'm going to have to listen to not it until now. our buddy Brett said something about it. I, I had yeah. no fucking clue that she was in that band. As much as I like like commercial shit, I, I really like sucker for stuff like this. I mean, I'm listening to Summit right now, and it's just like, God damn it, mm-hmm. it's so fucking good. I love all kinds of shit, but some shit does have to fucking come down. And I mean, that's like this year, like a lot of fucking like the hardcore stuff, a lot of deathcore stuff, really, it had to move. It just had to move spots, you know? It's just like, okay. And I would say like hardcore more so. That's one I don't necessarily... That's probably the one I keep up with the least mm-hmm. um, on a regular basis anyway. Now, all of a sudden, this black metal thing creeped out of nowhere. Now, I got to make room to listen to some of this stuff. Or there's all these new death metal bands I got to listen to. You know, just like for you, say say a bunch of fucking... These melodic metalcore bands came out. It's like, well, shit, now I got to fucking make room for that. You know, and it's like, well, what's going to have to go by the wayside? You know what I mean? Like, something yeah, yeah. would have to. It's like, you got to fucking make that pick, and it's... It's tough because I made a point this year to listen to like the new releases as they're coming out because for so many years, I, I didn't do that. It was like maybe one or two albums for the year where I was like really looking forward to that to the point, man, where it's like, I'm going through shit. I'm like, wow, that was that year? Oh, dude, I got confused about a couple this year that I was like, oh, that was last year. And then conversely, I was like, oh, that was this year, you know, like. Well, that was another thing I would do too. So it would be like, you know, especially when I was downloading music, it was like, I would download so much stuff all at the same time. I mean, I wasn't paying attention to any of that shit. Mm -hmm. Old stuff was new stuff to me. Right. Where this year I was just really trying to make it a point to like, all right, let's, let's keep up. If you're going to keep up with one and and it's not your job, you're probably only going to be able to really keep up with one. So like metal, Mm -hmm. I'm like, let's keep up with metal. Hip hop and rap had to like really take a fucking backseat because I just I I don't have the time in the day, yeah, to pay enough attention to it, you know, because that shit's coming out at a fucking hyper fucking pace as well. Yeah, absolutely. God damn, you're just getting fucking pummeled with shit. And it's like, man, it really really tugs for the time, you know. Yeah. So it's like sure. you really got to find the things you hold dear because that's what you're gonna want to give all your fucking time to. And it's like, yeah. I'm giving more time to fucking death metal because that's my shit. But mm-hmm. I was really bummed that 
I mean, it's weird. We say shit like that. Like, I was really bummed that this couldn't stay on the list. Like, someone's holding a gun to my head for, you know, oh. I mean, I could easily fucking put it on the fucking list if I wanted to. But no, it was it was odd to me that other things were jumping up. There was so much good stuff. Yeah. That this was getting bumped off my list completely. Like that is insane to me. Cause for a long time, my number one and number two was fucking Frozen Soul and Spirit Box. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just like unreal. Like and Celestial Sanctuary was number three. That's another reason why I really am looking forward to years to come is like you know I, well i'm kind of curious like because i wouldn't mind doing some episodes where we do like years of metal and we just talk yeah, about the stuff sure. that came out in that year and like i just can't help but think we're going to be talking about 2018 2019 2020 2021 as one of the greatest like dude next year that would make it five years in a row yeah you know what i mean so uh, you know it's like i'm i'm curious to see what this is going to be like if this is just going to be the new way yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Where right. it's just like year after year, just fucking bam, bam, banger, banger, banger. You're going to be like that fucking gif, dude, with that dude that's just slapping people in the fucking airport. You yeah. ever see that shit? It's gonna oh, be like yeah. Banger album, slap, banger album, slap, banger album, kicks, banger album, mm-hmm. slap. Like It's just going to be fucking nuts, dude. Like, it's, yeah. I hope it's like that. It's a good problem to have. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like, exactly. Oh, you, having too much music, having too much good music is a, definitely a great problem to have. An abundance of riches, absolutely. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. I love it so fucking much, man. Yeah. It's, there's never been a better time to be a fan of music, dude. Whatever, sure. the, whatever the fuck you're listening to. I don't give a fuck what it is. Yeah. Uh, so real quick, I, I reached out to some other friends to see what their top albums were. His friend of the show, Bohart, who was on the up, um, Aussie episode, said his favorite was from the X Ambassadors, which I've heard the name. I'm not actually familiar with, but friend of the show, Travis Neal. That's one of his favorite bands. I okay. can guarantee you, either Vola or Sleep Token would be his album of the year, or maybe unto say, others. Yeah, Sleep Token. Oh, dude, I forgot under others too. Yeah. But he said, but Bohart said his favorite metal album of the year was The Armed, which I've always heard a lot. I got to actually check that out. And then our buddy Brett did get back to us, and per the Gojira episode, his favorite was Gojira Fortitude. Not surprised there. Yeah. Spencer actually threw me a curveball and said his favorite was Archspire. Nice. And yeah. And then um, Alex, other friend of the show, said it was between Era and Mastodon. And our my buddy Nick, who was going to be on some time. Era dropped a really good album this year. Yeah, and I wish I gave it more time. I'm sure. Again, I just I'm going to spend some more time with it sooner than later. But again, it just there was so much to get to. So yeah, he said either that or Mastodon, and our, my buddy Nick also said Mastodon, and we'll get him on for an episode one day. But yeah, man, I mean, there's just there's so much still that I have to give more time to. But per what I did listen to, per what I found myself listening to more than anything else. That's my top 10. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Great year. Hoping for an even better year next year. Like, knowing some of the things that are either in the works or already in the can, it's going to be another awesome year already. Very stoked. Let us know what your top 10 is. We love hearing from you. Let us know. Just say hi to us in general. We love hearing from you. Like, rate, review, subscribe, follow, favorite, all that good stuff. I'm at Yes It Is I, David. Absolutely everywhere. You can find me. What's that? You can now rate on Spotify. Is that so? Go leave us five stars. Five stars only. If you're yes. not going to leave five stars, don't do anything, you fuckers. This is correct. 
Follow us at Metalist Pod on Twitter, Metalist Podcast everywhere else. That'll be Jason you're talking to, and he'd love to talk to you as well. I do enjoy talking to people on Twitter. I don't know why. I don't like it on anything else. Yeah, that's fair. But you can hit us up on Instagram. I've had a few people hit us up there recently, so that's nice. I definitely will answer. Twitter, I'll answer pretty quick, but I mean, mm. you got to understand, shit ain't leash. Yeah. Anything else you want to say to the people before we close the year out? Only 12 episodes this year. Yeah. We'll get... This, this was year. a weird one. This this was a strange year. We'll, we're going to get at least 13 That's next ridiculous. Year. Oh, yeah, my yeah, God. Yeah, oh, yeah. no. Next year, we're, we're going to be better at... We're going to get better at doing this. Like, the year... Well, case in point, the year before, we had plenty. So, yeah. Yeah, man. This, is, this was just a busy year. It wasn't a fucked year or anything like that. We were both just really busy. Yeah. Um, not just with weddings. Both of us involved. Me in getting married. Him, sister getting married. But also, mm-hmm. uh, music stuff. Yep. So... That's going to kind of be ongoing. We'll just make it work with music stuff or whatever. But yep. yeah, we'll be more consistent. How about Absolutely, that? Absolutely, yes. That's our that's our New Year's resolution. That and to eat more funnel cake because I don't do it enough. <laughs> I don't remember where it was. Fucking it was funnel cake? It was, it was outside brick by brick Saturday night, and we're both sitting <sighs> there going, what the fuck is that smell? And that's like what we came to I just don't of. like funnel cake. I, I don't like powdered sugar. That's dude. what I, really that's the only thing. Powdered sugar makes my fucking mouth get all fucking weird and tingly and shit. And I don't like it. Definitely same, but I love that smell. Like maybe if oh, that was a scented good. candle or something like that, you know? Or a nice smell of like butter on a scone? Fuck yeah. Yeah. On that note, thanks for joining us, folks. It's it's been fun to talk to you as always. Yes, Hope to hear thank from you, you real soon. Until then, in 2022, eat your veggies. Fuck your prayers. Talk to you then. You later.